For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcast. The story that was breaking overnight is the story that Barry Roach covers in the Irish Times. I'll have more on it in a few minutes' time. And that's the Gardaí last night rescuing five children. Apparently they stopped an arrest of the driver of a car from North Cork. Um, a part of uh, the chase actually involved ramming three Garda cars and he took off at speed. They say it was a, 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 in a rage after a, a domestic dispute. The armed support unit from Anglesey Street got involved and eventually, uh, using a stinger device on the Carrigaline Road, he was stopped at Cars Hill. So more on that in a few minutes' time. Front of the Echo today talks about the CUH being intolerable and going from bad to worse, where we had yesterday 88 patients on trolleys. And of course, we're talking about this supposed twindemic across the winter and that's why the INMO is quoted in the Echo today saying that uh, the numbers of patients on trolleys in the CUH will hit uh, at least 100 because of the winter illnesses to come and it really will take its toll across the winter. So they're about COVID-19 coming back in some way, shape or fashion, although those bad old days are well gone now and herd immunity and people's immunity to it and tolerance of it has grown, of course. In spite of that, I guess, you know, the those that have uh, immunocompromised issues and the very elderly will have to mind themselves. But it's not about just COVID this winter, of course. It's uh, it's flu, which bizarrely, actually, we heard nothing about in the two, two and a half years of COVID. And the HSE then are wondering how in the name of God they're going to get people to go to work or work in health when many are just heading out overseas and just saying... We don't want to work in Irish health systems. We just want to go to Australia or New Zealand or, or Canada, what have you. So they're coming up with a package now that's called a relocation package. It's a story from The Independent this morning. So they're going to be offering up to €4,000 to health staff uh, working abroad in a bid to woo them to come home. And that will be broken down into, say, accommodation allowances for the first month in Ireland that even pay for the flight or at least a proportion of it. And then all sorts of different allowances that could well up to add up to €4,000 to get them back. Story that we broke on this programme yesterday morning from a source in East Cork has now been picked up by all of the newspapers and uh, national radio and television and what have you. And that's the Gardaí in East Cork who have uh, said that they're now following a definite line of inquiry after we announced on the air yesterday morning that there was the discovery of of the skeletal remains of a little baby down in a property in Killa. So the area was sealed off and the Garda Shikana are asking for people if they have any information to come forward. But they say uh, this morning in the Irish Times that they're following a definite line of inquiry, following the skeletal baby remains. Um, seemingly, this, this was a house that possibly was uh, un, unoccupied for many, many, many years, but was occupied again recently. But bizarrely, I was just searching about that story online and Seamus came up with another story from Barry Roach in the Irish Times from 2005, completely unrelated, apart from the fact that it's, that it's East Cork. Uh, and back in 2005, the Gardaí sent some bones recovered during uh, an excavation of a house in East Cork. They sent them to medical experts in UCC back in 2005 when they carried out a planned search of a house in Killa. They received information that the body of an infant may be buried under the floor of the dwelling. Killer, similar to the area, and I'm saying nothing about that in connection between the two. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this isn't the first time. Um, apparently, detectives went in at the time in 2005 with Kango hammers and digging equipment and spent hours breaking through the concrete. Um, now, the house... Uh, currently occupied, but had been derelict for a long period of time. Um, And it's suggested back in 2005 that it was the body of an infant buried there during that time. 
you know, as in, if you're looking at it now, 40, 45 years ago. Don't know whatever happened with regards to that story. Uh, I might ask Barry Roach if there was an update on it. But that horrific stabbing of that young eight-year-old Ukrainian girl still makes the newspapers because residents raised the alarm because they saw her uh, being stabbed through the window. And now the um, frantic residents are talking to the newspapers to what they saw and how they reacted to it and the guardie being called. Um, they saw the Ukrainian child seriously injured through the window following a frenzied attack, and it was a frenzied attack. This eight-year-old was stabbed 74 times in Clare Castle, County Clare, and uh, her mother, uh, who was found unconscious of the scene, is critically ill in University Hospital Limerick. Now, I think they're taking toxicology tests of the ma'am uh, to find out why she's unconscious. So that's a story that makes many of the papers. Yesterday morning, uh, and I raised it with uh, Michael McGrath because uh, the event centre popped up on the air again yesterday and the Echo has that story update. Nothing new to report, really, apart from the fact that I've managed to drill into exactly how much money the public are giving to it, and I'll have more of that a little later on, but they still talk of fresh hopes of progress on the long-awaited event centre. It was February 2016 when the sod was turned, uh, which would make it uh, next February seven years since the sod turning. But there is good news on Lee's side um, with regards to other aspects of uh, you know people moving about or entertainment or enjoying themselves. And it's kind of a travel-related story. You know that six million that's been given to Cork Airport in the recent budget. They now are going to use at least a portion of it to put in a state-of-the-art system. You know how they have in Shannon. They'll have that going through passenger security screening at Cork Airport as well. So the money will be spent and you will no longer be have to take, you know, remove your laptop, take all liquids out of your cabin bag. None of that because the new scanning equipment will do all of that. I don't know whether you'll have to, will you, will you, will you be able to stop taking off your belt, taking off your watch, taking off your shoes? Don't know about that, but it's a step in the right direction of that, you can be sure. And, and health-related matters make many of the papers. Like the front of the mail today talks about the world's first Alzheimer drug. Offers hope to millions of patients. And now, they tested it on many, many people. And then others they gave what they call a placebo, which is, uh, you know, a pretend version of the drug, drug that has absolutely no benefits whatsoever. So to the people that they gave the actual drug to, uh, it seems as if 27% of them um, had um, much improved cognitive abilities uh, over a period of a year, year and a half. So it's a vital milestone. Apparently, it's a jab that you take every two weeks and it slows down the cognitive decline of Alzheimer's by more than a quarter, which is brilliant news because as they continue to develop and indeed investigate and roll out more drugs, perhaps the next drug or the next version of it uh, could slow down the cognitive decline by 50%, then 75%, and then more after that. Papers also this morning talk about a lot of aspects online. One of them actually is the fact that the Guardi have seized a laptop from a man who works for a TD uh, and is accused of viewing child uh, abuse material. And that's the story from The Independent. And then the Mirror pick up on a survey that was uh, done by Bernardos who said that in spite of bullying being a huge problem, whether it's online in school, 60% of kids keep it to themselves, which is kind of sad. And then the papers also this morning talk of a mum-to-be. This is online. I don't see it in any of the newspapers this morning. The story to this is that there's a, a new mum has been spared jail for stealing the overnight bag containing baby clothes and a bank card 
from another mother who at the time was giving birth in the maternity hospital in Dublin. So this girl, Stacey Fitzgerald, a 31-year-old, snatched the bag when the woman was taken for an operation to deliver the child, ran off with the bag and the card and ran up bills on the victim's card at shops all over the place. Bizarrely, and, and I don't know if this would have been different if it had been a man, perhaps not, but the judge said that she may well deserve jail but instead, he gave her a six-month suspended sentence because he read favourable probation reports. Uh, she pleaded guilty to the stealing of the bag and the card and also admitted theft and attempted theft at a number of North Inner City shops on the same date. Uh, she said in her defence that she was a mother herself and was genuinely sorry, developed drug issues at the age of 25, mainly crack cocaine, while living in Tala. And the judge said, I think to her credit that she has dealt with these matters. Um, apparently, the misfortunate woman who was pregnant delivering the baby left her overnight bag in the ward containing personal items or clothes, the new baby's clothes for the baby that was about to be born. Should have been a much happier time rather than being robbed while you're in the labour ward. Uh, after the birth, she started to get text messages from her bank about possible fraudulent transactions on her account. So her partner returned to the ward and discovered that the bag was missing. Then they looked at CCTV footage. And of course, the game was up at that stage. Meanwhile, any of your thoughts on that are welcome. Text 0868104106. Apparently, we are the most fittest city. Uh, when they did the research into Ireland and the UK, we're way ahead of any other. They say that with regards to exercising, Cork City is the home to the fittest folk across Ireland and the UK. So they did a study, Flora did, ahead of the London Marathon. I'd say they would have much preferred if it was an English city, don't you? Being the London Marathon. But unfortunately, we wiped their eye. And they worked out how much exercise an average person takes every single day. It may not include you, but apparently in Cork, it's 58 minutes exercise. Edinburgh are second at 53 and London are third with 52. You might be asking about Dublin. They came in 10th at 48. Love it all day long. Uh, you know, Ireland's fittest big family, if you like. You're listening to the number one talk show in Cork. The Neil Prendeville Show. It's the best in Cork. On Red FM. Uh, yeah, I'm just talking about flight-related matters, actually, because we're talking about the new equipment, the scanning equipment that will go into Cork Airport. Apparently, Virgin also have decided that people uh, who work for Virgin no longer have to abide by the strict makeup and uniform policies anymore. Um, for Virgin Atlantic now, they're going to allow male pilots, cabin crews, if they wish, to wear skirts. Uh, it's a major part of the shake-up to help staff express their through their true selves. And, and that's happening more and more around the world. I saw it recently uh, at the tennis in New York where the ball boys and ball girls were wearing whatever they wanted. Uh, and they looked very happy and they were out there doing their thing. Um, you know, some of the boys uh, were uh, identifying as female and wearing skirts. Lines open, text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. But if you don't mind, I just want to go straight to Barry Rhodes because he's covering a lot of stories. A busy guy this morning, particularly the story from overnight. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? This, thank you so much for taking it on. This started in North Cork and ended up on Cars Hill. What happened? Yeah, about... Um well, it sort of came to the attention of the Guardian, I think about 20 to 10 or so. A motorist coming down the N8 from... Uh, I don't know, Mr. Stone or Dublin, uh, passing near from I, he saw a car, or a van rather, uh, with a woman opening the 
door uh, and seemingly trying to get out and struggling with the driver and he also noticed there were six children in the van. Forgive so, me now, but was that a moving vehicle or something? A moving, ve- moving vehicle as I understand it now. Uh, I, I, yeah, my understanding was that it was moving. Okay. So he was quite concerned about this and obviously rang into um, the emergency services It came to the Garda Control in the city. They took it on board and took it seriously and they uh, dispatched uh, some Gardaí to try and apprehend the uh, the van, uh, and their first encounter with it was uh, opposite Man Point on the N40, uh, the South Link, um, having coming or South Ring, I suppose. Sorry, my apologies. Um, so at this stage, it had come all the way down, come, come down the from NA Fumoy, from Fumoy. Uh, down, through the tunnel, through the kettle, through the tunnel, and out. And uh, Being cha- were, there, were there squad cars behind it? No, not at that stage. Okay. I don't think. I okay. don't think there was there was pursuit at that stage. My understanding is that. They were waiting there to stop it or to flag him, him down. But he rammed the, the Garda car uh, and uh, then took off up the uh, turn off onto the N28 to Cargilline. Yeah. Went down there, down to Shandali, the roundabout, turned left, went into Ringskiddy. Garda were in pursuit at this stage, I understand. And there were also been other Garda cars alerted in advance. Uh, he did a U turn in. Ring Skiddy came back, came back down again. In the course of this pursuit and attempts to uh, intercept him, another five Garda cars were rammed. Five? Uh, five. There were six in total uh, in, uh, damaged. And uh, eventually, now the armed support unit were also mobilised from Anglesey Street and they had been, I think, involved in one of the first encounters or uh, uh, attempts at intercepting. But anyway, at Cars Hill, they used this Stinger device, you know, where they put. Um, uh, my understanding is that it spikes across the road to yeah. try and uh, yeah. bring it to all safely and thankfully they did they managed to immobilise it and uh, they got to the van and got the children out there were six children I think one of them is a baby as far as I know and they're all very young uh, the woman was very distressed they weren't injured they were medically examined as I understand but they weren't injured and then of course the driver was arrested he was arrested under um, Section, or sorry, he was arrested and taken the bridewell and he's been detained under Section 4 of the Criminal Justice Act. That's allowed Gardaí to detain suspects for 24 hours. He's going to his late 30s, I understand, it, from yeah. North Cork. Yeah. Would, so, would, would, would state agencies intervene for the mother and the children, I wonder? Because it's yeah, very traumatic. Were, when I was talking to them very late last night, now, uh, they were in the process of contacting Tulsa, the Child and Family Agency, so they presumably would have had an involvement at that stage. My understanding is that the whole thing was triggered by a domestic dispute at the family home back in North Cork. But obviously it led to a very dramatic escapade. I was just doing a quick um, AA route finder search there, uh, wondering what the distance was. It's 18 kilometres from Jack, Tun- Jack Lynch Tunnel to Ringskiddy, so I'm basing, I reckon it's probably the bones of 30 down and halfway back yeah. to Paris Hill. Yeah. So, you know, it was over the course of half an hour or so. Oh, I mean, it was alarming, but it could have been awful. Lot. They could have all been killed and others as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, to the Gardaí, well, sorry, I suppose I should say the two, two Gardaí were taken to hospital uh, for x-rays. My understanding is they have sort of neck and ligament um, injuries, oh, but nothing life-threatening. But it could have been an awful lot worse, not just for the Gardaí, but obviously for uh, the, the chap himself, but for the six kids in the van and uh, well, there was a, with them. So those, guys were, those Gardaí cars were rammed at a, at a decent speed then, were they? I would imagine they were, from what I can, um, from what I can gather, it was a fairly high speed pursuit now I, I didn't actually get any figures on the speed that the chap was travelling at but I presume if he had a number of guard cars trying to intercept him and ramming them I presume he, he wasn't travelling um, bizarre isn't it uh, slowly as it were yeah. and whether Ring Skiddy was his 
original destination or what, I don't know. I mean, that's all to be established as well as he'll be interviewed today. They have him for 24 hours in the bridal, so I presume they'd hope to try and get some information from him. Hopefully things have calmed down and he's in a more... Um, rational state of mind this morning than obviously last night totally. I mean, for, a, for a woman to try and uh, open the door of a van travelling at speed coming down the, the NH. Oh my God, your heart uh, would break for the fear yeah, that she must have had. Yeah. It must have been pretty traumatic for her and for the kids. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, could have been, you know, it's, it's dramatic. There are some people injured. There's obviously a lot of cardiac equipment damage, but at the end of the day, you know, it could have been an awful lot worse. We could be looking at fatalities here. Totally, absolutely, yeah. Those stingers are very, very efficient, aren't they? They'll bring anything to a stop in the end, yeah. Yeah, but it's a question of, of being able to get them in there and, you know, people divert and uh, avoid and things like that. I mean, yeah. uh, I've come across cases where they haven't always worked in the first time, they have to redeploy them as at another location, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Obviously, last night was a pretty dramatic night to be already here in corporate, um, thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully, it ended, um, well as well as was as it could in the sense that nobody was seriously hurt. Thank God. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, you're just talking about with guard activity. O- over along in East Cork, we had this story on the air early yesterday morning from a text from some people down east saying something dreadful has happened down there. It's the a juvenile body of a, a baby, I think, in and, in and around the killer area. Uh, skeletal remains. Are there any updates to that story at all? Uh, there isn't that I'm aware of. I mean, I, I'm taking... I'm, I'm, Following my colleague Mark Hilliard now and uh, on English and Examiner, to be honest in this, I know Gardaí have been very tight to about it, but they have are following a very definite line of, inf- of inquiry. And my understanding is that it's on receipt of confidential information. In recent days, uh, the remains of the baby were found in open ground in the Greater Killa area. I think on um, Friday, uh, as I say, Gardaí then notified, or the remains were moved to Cork City Morgue for postmortem examination. Uh, to try and establish uh, the cause of death, I suppose, of the baby, uh, as it seems to be. And then they're also requesting services of forensic anthropologists to try and uh, help them in their analysis. And that that person, the forensic anthropologist, they obviously brought a forensic anthropologist down to Middleton, was it last January 12 months now, wasn't it, for the... the, the on the tracks, the elderly woman yeah, on the tracks. But we don't know, we don't know how, how long the, the, the skeletal remains were there. Quite, quite some considerable time, I would think. Yeah, I've been told they're sort of, when I say historic, that, you know, it, it is in the last year or two, it could be up to 30 years ago or something like that, that sort of time period. So uh, that's, but Gardaí remaining very tight up about it, but they are saying that they're following a very different line of inquiries. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the, and that they're... Um, the postmortem and their forensic anthropologist's work will determine, I think, the course of their investigation. Okay. But you can't, you can't say whether it was land attached to a, a farm or a farmhouse or anything, no? I, I don't know that okay. with, with, with um, okay. any great authority, but I've heard something similar to that effect, right, that it's not in the village itself. What, would you mind me just recalling a story that you wrote in 2005? Do you, do you remember that, where guards went in with kango hammers and digging equipment going through the concrete floors of a house in the Killa area, um, and uh, apparently they also found bones. Do you do you remember that? The, the body of an infant may have been buried under the floor of the dwelling? Uh, to be honest, uh, Seamus reminded me of it, uh, and I was looking at it, and I was wondering what actually... Happened afterwards? Happened afterwards, and it occurred to me that maybe I should inquire. It was 2005, as you say. Yes. Uh, Gardy were sending bones recovered during an excavation of a house in East Cork, to medical experts in UCC to see if they were human. I suspect um, if they were, yeah, 
we would have carried some sort of follow-up gotcha. to it. But uh, it's what is, is it? Seventeen years ago. Might yeah. be worth checking though. Yeah, checking that, yeah, because guard detectives equipped with Kango hammers, as you say, other digging equipment, spent several hours breaking through the concrete floor and part of a house before recovering a small number of bones. The house was currently occupied, but it had been derelict for a period of 30 years before that, so that's going back to 2005. It is there, you 2005, but it, it just yeah, struck it was, me as, I'm not yeah. saying in any way that it's connected in any way, shape, or form to anything, but it, it's the same village area, so I was yeah. kind of curious as to, was there any yeah, follow-up I mean, on you that? Do, you do find cases, obviously there was a whole question of remains being found in Barrick Street there recently. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the other thing that, sorry, sort of be flippant though about this, but particularly during the sort of first construction uh, boom, as it were, back in the Noughties, there seemed to be a huge amount of um, unexploded devices found. I know. Uh, and yeah. work, uh, grenades and things like that all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I presume from the War of Independence and Civil War, and even more recently, I think there was there something found in the... There was a mine found in the river in Douglas, was there? Uh, there was. Uh, a grenade about yeah. six months, well, less than six months ago. Yeah. But no, it's, I must go and check back on that 2005... Um, finding as it were and see what because they, they were saying that you know that, that house had been derelict for like the 30 years before, yeah, before 2005 that, yeah. it'd just be interesting yeah. if there was an update on it perhaps it yeah. perhaps it wasn't human perhaps you're right perhaps it was an animal who, who knows well uh, yeah it's strange but I would have thought that if not that we're always in, completely thorough but I would have thought that if there was something uh, emerging from it in terms of it being human remains or anything. There so would have been an update. Yeah. Been a f- we'd, well, you'd hope that we'd have done a follow-up. But, yeah. uh, and not just, you know, the various papers would have, but 2005, it's, you know, time passes on. You're grand. Listen, uh, thank you for that. Two updates. Uh, I won't talk to you about the third update, and that is the conference centre, or lack of. I'll let you off the hook on that one for another day. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thanks, Barry. Listen, thanks. Appreciate thanks. you taking okay. the call. Barry Rhodes, Southern okay. Correspondent with the Irish Times. If there are updates on any of those stories... I'll bring them to you, I promise. Back after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. Very busy response to budget-related issues yesterday by email, by text, and by phone. I'll take some calls on it in a second, but just with regards to the conference and convention centre, I managed to work out all of the money involved in it yesterday by drilling into it. This is a 6,000-seater, which hopefully will become uh, a reality at some stage in our lives, you know, before we're all gone and shuffled off the mortal coil but apparently now the news is that it should start in quarter four 2022 that's now isn't it we are now in quarter four of 2022 and they expect completion by the end of 2024 so i'm quoting an article uh, from the examiner in february of this year where they're saying construction according to cork city council construction on the project is expected to commence quarter four 2022 Maybe if we're passing by, you can tell me, is there any construction? See anything happening? See any pouring concrete? Any bricks and mortar? But anyway, the amount of aid then from the state, so from the taxpayer, we will give 50 million in grant aid and then BAM and Live Nation will come up with the balance of it, 35 million. So we give 50 to them, they put 35 million and they build it, an 85 million one. Now, the confusion that I'm still not 100% sure about is, is, has to do with the budget uh, because we were told then in the budget yesterday that there was a 15 million and another 7.5 million. I'm still not sure whether that's extra. I imagine it's probably not. It's the commitments that they've been talking about. So as far as I know, we're still at 50 million. And all that ever got done there was the sod got turned in February 2016. So you're up to date on that one. Not that there was much to tell you about. Uh, Sarah, good morning. 
Hi Neil, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, many people have had time to digest the budget. It might have been an 11 billion euro budget, but not everybody feels there's anything in it for them. You're included no. in that group. Yeah, so I suppose, like us, we were waiting for the budget, holding our breath a bit like everybody else in the country. Um, and for us, like we are privately renting married couple with one child. Privately um, renting, I, that's a dose, isn't it? Yeah, um, we've no option. We're struggling like everyone else trying to find somewhere. And once you find somewhere, you kind of dig in your heels and hope for the best and see how long you get to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and tell me, is there any hap in that or anything? Pardon? Is there happen in that? Do you get HAP or do you get any kind of family income we assistance? We qualify for absolutely nothing. Nothing? We get, we get no supports whatsoever. Um, now, my husband is working. He's on that threshold um, that the budget announced would help with, um, you know, added credits towards his pay. So he's on that threshold, the 40, 40 threshold. Okay, so but somewhere between 35 and 40,000 gross, is it? Exactly. Gotcha. But that, that's the only change we're going to see in our house. Now, I've recently found myself out of work. Um, obviously, I have the smallie. And if I go down to the social welfare office and say, look, I'm now unemployed, you know, they'll be sending me straight to the local hotel and to the intro meetings and getting me back ready to go into the workplace. But I obviously then need to consider childcare. Yeah, um, but that's come I'm down as well, work, though, 25% at least straight away. The other issue is trying to find a place for him. Right. Okay. You know, um, like are they all full Sarah? Around my area, they are, yeah. Um, so trying to find something reasonable, and if it's not reasonable, you're looking at trying to find somewhere that actually has space for him. Now, obviously, there's an option of trying to go down the route of private child minders, but I mean, they're earning as much as I am. Yeah. So it's going out of my pocket into their hands. Yeah. For minding my small one, you know. Mind I, you, if I, there's I, a I lack of crash facilities in West Cork, there's some great yeah. business startup ideas for people to open creches in West Cork, surely. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I mean, I hope to see it down the line, but right now for us, it's just not an option because um, there's nothing around to help us. Um, but like as far as like the budget went, I suppose for us, it was extremely frustrating. Like I said, we're working, or my husband's working, we're privately renting, we're paying, you know, the rents like everybody else, um, straight to the landlord with yeah. no tax relief. Now, obviously, we'll see this 500 euro tax relief. I'd love to see how that's going to actually work to help us. I don't know how they're even going to apply it or what route so obviously that's that's something they need so to So all you with. see is maybe 500 a year more because of the tax band um, yeah. a, a, a double children's allowance on one child 25% yeah. off a creche if you can find one and pretty yeah. much nothing else. Exactly now obviously that 600 euro credit for energy bills is a welcome bonus I mean I said to, to the gentleman on the phone yesterday in your office you know we're currently waiting for that bill and we're holding on. What we're, size we're tank What ourselves. size tank have you got? Um, we have oil heating yeah. um, and it's a thousand litre tank. So last Big month tank. we half filled it. Yeah. So we, we got a half a tank and it was over 600 euro. We still haven't even started to pay that off. to the. And to what normal, like say if you go back maybe two years ago, for instance, as an example, what would a half tank been then? Half it? Less? Um, when we first moved in, the full tank was 600, 700 euros. And now it would be tank. well over 1,200. Yeah, yeah. Insane. So we, we don't, like I said, we don't have any assistance, any support. And because my husband's over a certain threshold for a single working family. Nothing we, kicks in. We literally, yeah. we, we get nothing. Like we don't do, get fuel do allowance, we get nothing. Yeah, do you have anything left at the end of the week or the end of the month? 
we dip into overdrafts every time. But they have to be cleared, though. They have to be cleared, so they're cleared every time, and then they're dipped into every time. What about socialising no. or luxury issues? Nothing like we that. We don't have anything. No. We do nothing. We go, to go, we go nowhere. We do nothing. Like we have um, uh, anniversary next month and or next week, and nothing is planned for that. Just because there's nothing, there's no room for for anything like that. You're upset so, about that, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I just feel like the the budget totally overlooked people who are in that middle area who are working as hard as they can, paying their tax, taxes all this way, um, and just feel like there's nothing. There's nowhere for us to go. We can't save for a mortgage. We don't have savings. If we had an emergency in the morning, we have nothing to cover that. I know. I know. I know. So You're always on red like alert. The people in the middle who have been totally overseen, no, I, I totally understand and I appreciate other people are in worse circumstances and there are people who are earning much less who need the support just as much. Um, but it's just that middle area of earners who are just totally unsupported on a daily basis trying to keep their heads above water. I know, I know, I know. And, I know. and you know, facing debt as it is and overdrafts and just, just trying to keep going and it's just, we feel totally overlooked. Well, you should be able to go on a summer holiday, for instance, next summer with your with your two children, <laughs> but that's probably a dream. Yeah, to be honest, we, we'll, we'll have a wedding in a few years' time, which we already know is a destination wedding for a family member. So, I mean, we're going to be saving every penny we have for that because no. if, if we're going on a destination wedding, you know, it's it's going to be an investment. So we might as well make that a holiday, but that's a few years away. That, that's something we have to plan. Down I line. know. Wouldn't you dread an invite you know? to a wedding overseas when you have no money left at the end of the month? That's it. And I mean, that, that's a luxury. I mean, that's a luxury that few people get to actually do. So, I mean, later on, that's going to be something we'll have to consider, but... You know, even for just the, the, like we're in our 30s, we had hoped, you know, that that actually getting a house is a possibility. We don't qualify for social housing. Um, we don't have the deposit for help to buy scheme. Um, we did go through the revenue um, site um, to obviously look at the tax back option as well. We were told we could have, you know, X amount, which is great. Somebody's, but yeah, but somebody that, is. That's towards a brand new house. and. Yeah. A bank won't give us the mortgage for a brand new house and the deposit with that tax back is far less than what they would be asking for in 10%. See, see I think that a lot of the time they're penalising couples, you know? Yeah. That, and somebody's suggesting by text here that you actually would be in a much better situation if you were on your own. And yeah. I know that you love your partner, but if there was no partner, you would be substantially better off. With That's They're it. actually and saying, remove your husband from your life. There's no place in modern society for marriage. Yeah, I, I, and I have looked at all of these um, assistants online. I've been searching to see if there's something that can help us along the way. And literally it was like, you know, um, single parent families, all this assistance. Now, I know they need it. I'm, I'm not contradicting that. I know they need it. But for our situation, there's literally nothing. There's one income coming into the house right now. And, you know, I, I want to work. Don't get me wrong, I want to work. I'd love to find something even part-time if it means that, you know, I could still be able to help Smalley and do night work. Um, but that also means then, you know, I'm giving up every part of me with I, no downtime. I know, I know, I know. Um, so you just have to look at that option as well, you know. I mean, everybody's trying to do as much as they can even to get cash in hand at the stage. You know, even if that's doing delivery driving or something like that just to get a couple of bob in. So I know, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny though, it's not funny in a funny, funny way, but it's kind of peculiar that if, say for instance, you were on your own 
um, you would be qualifying for all sorts of double payments this side everything. of Christmas. Yeah, you'd be getting everything. a fuel allowance. You'd be getting an extra 400 yeah. on top of the fuel allowance. Uh, you'd yeah. be getting all sorts of extra assistance. You'd be getting HAP. You might be provided with a house. But the minute yeah. you become a couple and, and one or two, you could also incidentally uh, get, you know, obviously you could get childcare. Um, yeah. and, and you could work maybe 17, 20 hours a week part time. You'd be, you'd be in a roiler. But yeah, the, minute, the minute you become a couple, a traditional couple who want to work, yeah. you get you get screwed. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. So I know um, the minister McGrath was on yesterday, um, and I know that you'll probably have a few more speakers over the next few days. I mean, between Minister McGrath and other local court councillors, I mean, you, you kind of look at their situation, and you know, fair play to them. They're they're doing well for themselves. They're they're trying to get a job done. But you kind of look at what they're doing and the demographic that they're looking as a whole. You know, what what people who could be living around the corner from them and struggling so hard. Well, they wouldn't know because they think, ah, they're working, they have a house. You see, a lot of criticism the last couple of days really has been the amount of money that's thrown at welfare payments. Mind you, those within the welfare payment bracket then say that it's still not enough. But it seems to yeah. be the areas that... And come here, that, that 600 and 200 euro tranches, that's only going to fill half a, no, oil tank for you. It doesn't even count towards the oil tank. It doesn't it's, because it's, it's energy, electricity. Yeah, yeah It's electricity, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that oil tank doesn't even count for us. And yeah. like I said, we, we ordered half a tank last month and we literally are rationing our heating as it is. Yeah, that's silly, isn't it? You that know. it's only limited to electricity. That's it. It's, it's crazy. And the fact that they're even putting the percentage up on oil next year, like home heating oil, there's so many people who are living in rural Ireland with home heating oil I know and they're going to be looking at extra costs okay no. okay. I'm going to get some more calls on the air I hate, I hate to cut you off because your life will continue after this conversation yeah. I, I've been getting texts though from people who are upset about you being upset about the anniversary dinner oh god you alright Sarah Oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, I was just saying. Oh God, they're God love them. They're very nice. Yeah. But they want to. They want to send you to dinner and, and pay for it. Oh, that's very nice of them. Yeah. Um, would you be interested if we set something up for the dinner? Because clearly, it's an event that you want to mark. You don't oh, that have, sounds really nice. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to worry about anything like as in you know feel mortified about about you know taking something. This is would be just something nice that people would like to do. I have a particular friend here who texted my own phone. He says, listen, I'll cover the cost of that anniversary dinner. Don't give out my details, but let me set it up for them. I think it would be nice. That's so nice. Honestly, I, I, like, I know Cork people are yeah, they're, like, oh, sure. really, really good, but I mean, I didn't plan No, you that. didn't. Um, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm flagging it by saying this is not yeah, in any way, so shape kind. or form anything to do with the reason you came on the air. It's just it prompted people and uh, one particular one that I got my own phone uh, he wants to sort you out. So can I can I make that happen? Set it up for you. Can. That's that's so nice, Neil. Um, in spite of everything else, happy anniversary, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be three years married next week. All right. Well, we're going to work something out. Maybe I don't know in the city or down in West Cork where you are. Hold on there, and we'll swap details. Thank all you. right. Thank you. You're all so the best. Good. Take care for now. Uh, fast call this side of an ad break. Uh, Fred's on one. Fred, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you doing? Uh, areas of the of the budget that had uh, people forgotten, and uh, yesterday, of course, we heard of foster parents who haven't got uh, an increase in their payments since two thousand and nine. You wanted to hone in on autism, children living on the autistic spectrum. Yeah, I know somebody, somebody fairly close to me, and um, the if you want to get assessed, it take about six, seven years. 
it's too late for the child and um, they're doing nothing really Welcome, welcome to the yeah, welcome to the reality of the world we live in, where those parents then have to go privately. Yes, there were I sent her to um, a well-known politician, thinking that he might be able to do something, and um, he sent her away to get all her letters and everything together, and she brought him back to him, and um, she didn't even get an acknowledgement to say that he received them. And they need the assessment to avail of the services oh, in school do, yeah. and everything that's needed and the counselling yeah. and the therapy and what have you. And unfortunately, yes. um, they go privately. They uh, have to pay private. for it. Yeah. yeah, at the moment, I spoke to her yesterday and it's up to um, 63,500 at the moment over a four-year period. The family have spent? Yes. The family have spent, yeah. Oh, my God. And none of that is is uh, refundable or... Re- oh, no, no, it's not, no. Uh, if you go back uh, years ago, yeah, well, I'd say years ago, there was um, a Dr. O'Reilly. He was the Minister for Health. Yeah, and, um, James and, O'Reilly, um, yeah. James O'Reilly. James O'Reilly, I yeah. couldn't think of his yeah. name. He was on, um, he was on the, an RTE program there uh, live at three, and he was uh, saying to me before he... Um, went out of office, he had a big portfolio made out about um, helping artistic families. And um, he was asked, uh, where is the file now? And he said, it's probably on a shelf gathering dust. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, like, uh, all these politicians are living in a different world to where we are living. But when you add up yesterday, it was still 11 billion, but yet people are, are, okay, there are some things you might be happy about, reducing child numbers in classrooms, for instance, or indeed taking school books out of primary schools and, you know, those kind of things are positive moves. You know, building more schools, saying they're going to get more teachers, they're going to hire uh, a thousand more guards, stuff like that, but people are honing in on the negatives, you know, because it, the things that impact their own lives. I have a son now at the moment and he's renting and it's, um, I think it's around 1700 a month. Now he has the whole house himself, but he's trying to get a, uh, put money away to buy his own house. But sure, this um, cementing or whatever they brought out just is going to put another three or 4,000 on. Well, it will, and it's another example of the public having to pay for somebody else's mess up. You know? Yeah, it is. You think that uh, people that made the blocks like should uh, pop up, like ultimately pay for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know I where they are the, anymore. I think the TD should uh, swap places with uh, uh, some of the pensioners uh, for a month or two months, or or else join uh, uh, Vincent the Paul or the Sick Poor Society and see uh, at first hand what we uh, things are. Are you still with Sick Poor? Yeah. No, I did my 32 years, and after my wife died, I, I couldn't face the, the people anymore, really. Oh, uh, I know. Um, yeah. I went out, all right, after she died, and uh, people were asking me, what happened to your wife? And I just couldn't take it I anymore. Know, really. I know, I know, Fred. I, I did know, 32 Fred. years, one bad really, I know, so. I know. Listen, mind yourself, all right? Nice you know, to chat. Take me. care. Thanks all the best. Me. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Because the crazy, insane, unjustifiable energy price increases. It's not just hospitality that will be closing or limiting their daily opening hours. Many will have closed already on Mondays and Tuesdays. Some don't open until the weekends. Others only work in the evenings. Uh, retail also is being impacted. I see uh, Paul Byrne reporting this morning. 
uh, that uh, Morris Healy News Agents in Ballincollig, they also have the post office. They're saying they're going to close on Sundays with immediate effect because of the prohibitive increase in energy costs. Uh, stay-at-home mum says, uh, will the government ever see the stay-at-home parent as a citizen of this country? I worked full-time, plus on-call in evenings when myself and my husband had our first child. Due to the nature of the work, it wasn't feasible to continue this role, so we decided I would stay at home for our daughter's first year. I then got a three-day week job as I wanted to be at home with my daughter and was lucky enough to have grandparents who helped out. We then had my son and it wasn't feasible to continue in the part-time job as the grandparents were getting older, it was getting harder for them to watch two kids. We looked into childcare and it worked out that I would be down €60 a week as the childcare and travel would cost me more than the part-time wage. So obviously I had to give up. I enjoyed being around for my busy two and collecting them from school, doing homework, etc. But I also felt, I have to say, like a form of second-class citizen. Our country, other countries provide payment, similar to social welfare, to encourage a parent to stay at home for their child. We're entitled to nothing in this country, but still have the same household expenses as a working person or a couple or social welfare recipients. Uh, we, would this also not help with childcare costs? Um, it's degrading as they are asked for a parent's occupation to which you have to click on the form's homemaker. I didn't make my home. I'm a mother who chooses to stay at home. Uh, can I not write the occupation I went to college for, although I'm not working in that field at, pre- at present? I have two honours degrees, says a frustrated stay-at-home mother. It's another example, and I'm not poking holes at other people, for instance, who are entitled to benefits that they receive if they're on their own. But a lot of the time, you'd be much better off, it seems, if you weren't in a relationship or, or if there wasn't a partner or a husband or a wife. There are a lot more things kick in then. Um, uh, mind you, somebody does want to have a bash. Lals, Mal says, uh, how can any politician justify giving dole bloggers a bigger rise than working people who pay the dole bloggers dole? It's an interesting one. Uh, nothing again for workers in the budget. How many people in Ireland earn anywhere near 40 grand a year to benefit from this tax relief? friend of mine rang me yesterday uh, who's on the dole and he said he'll never work again with the windfall they got in the budget. Uh, he said if he was to work, he'd be down €100 Euro a week with his family income. Uh, would you wonder why anyone works at all? Uh, why do they discriminate against our own Irish young people in this budget? What hope do they have? A budget quote said, I will also provide funding for access to higher rate jobs plus subsidy for employers for hiring candidates from disadvantaged and minority backgrounds. Well, the only thing I can say about that is the disadvantaged and minority backgrounds probably are Irish, and they probably also are Irish young people. I mean, go ask travellers how easy it is uh, to step up the career ladder or make something of their lives or get a job or even a job interview these days. Um, one final one. Oh, yeah, there's lots of other topics. But I'm going to stay with this one and pick it up after 10. So text 0868104106. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave Max Drive where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Mary says, I'm a woman in my 60s, still of working age, and would give anything to return to work, but I'm unable to because of illness. I have worked my entire life, first job at 16 years of age. I never drew dole or abused the social welfare system. 
I'm claiming sickness benefit while awaiting special consultation, which I have to go privately. My issue with this social welfare giveaway, as they call it, is that it will not benefit me or many others like me. We're not included in the Christmas bonus. We're not included in extra payments because we're on illness benefit. That is entirely different. I sit here every day unable to work or to have the lifestyle I was used to when I was able to earn a decent wage. To those who come on the radio, television and social media, I wanted to say that not all social welfare recipients are lazy or whatever they want to call us. Some of us are genuinely sick and unable to contribute. Sick benefit payment is only for two years. Then you are cut off. Hopefully, the clock is ticking, but my hopeful hope is that my good health will return well before then. It gets me down listening to those who are able to work, putting people like me down and putting us all in the same boat. Some of us are genuinely sick and will give anything not to be. Those who don't work or never work and get bonuses and extra payments, I won't. How can that be fair, uh, says Mary? Um, and uh, I suppose, you know, dole spongers will always be with us. But there's an entirely new train of thought now of people who would work, but know that working is insane and not working is more beneficial with regards to the money you end up with, particularly if you have children and all of the different expenses that that can bring. And at a time like this, more people are encouraged maybe not to work because of the fuel costs involved going to and from work. So keep those coming. Text 0868104106. Chap that I wanted to talk to, and I didn't get to it yesterday, uh, is a chap who works as a chef and has done for many years, both both here and, and I believe in the UK. Zold, good morning. Good morning. Are you, Hi, are you in the UK now, my friend? No, I'm uh, I'm in Ireland. Oh, okay, okay. Um, you you just wanted to pick up on you know the the workplace and what you've noticed in the workplace and opportunities to make money tax free, I believe. Um, yes. Because working as a chef, you're getting lots of delivery drivers on bikes and you know electric bikes and what have you, and probably cars collecting yeah. food. Is that it? Yeah, that's 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 the main thing with that. So. Um, what we actually uh, what I talk about is that account holder who's actually, um, for example, you can make a delivery account. A delivery you account, on, you said, is it? Yes. Yeah. That's a delivery account, and you can put it on um, you can put it on Facebook, and you can sell your account, or actually someone can rent it from you two to two to three hundred euro a month. So. Um, so I could I could get a fa- I could get a legitimate delivery account because I'm what like an Irish citizen with a PPS number, is it? Of course, yeah. Okay. So you have to. So what you have to do, you have to just uh, fill it up all that your name and address and the rest of the stuff, and you have a background check as well, right? Okay. So, so I've done that now. Okay, and I have all that done. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all the background check and stuff, and uh, in a few days your account has been activated, and you can you can take your first delivery. Okay. Except I mightn't so, want to do any of that, so I have an opportunity <laughs> to rent the account. Yes. So, for example, there is a public uh, public Facebook page uh, for uh, people who actually come from Brazil or Chile, can renting their account for two to three hundred euro uh, from their account holder, and just work uh, and pay without tax. Okay. So, so I then allow them to use my legitimate delivery account. They pay me three hundred euro a month for it, and they're off. Work and, and you do nothing, uh, and you do nothing. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So um, your bank, so your you get your you get the you get the money what the delivery driver made monthly or weekly, and and you you just pay the delivery driver. So for example, you set up a meeting. Oh, next Monday when you get paid, nine o'clock you meet, and I give you the cash. 
so you know what I mean. So and and is, the, is that happening? Yeah. Oh, that's the the delivery drivers. Seventy percent or eighty percent come from Brazil and Chile, who's actually meant to be worth twenty hours a week, and but working over forty, fifty hours a week. So we couple of time asked the delivery drivers, like, look, uh, could you tell me how much money you can make with delivery? And 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 the guy said, oh, I can make like six, seven to eight hundred euro a week. So. Look, I'm chef full time, and I'm working. Um, I'm working. Uh, I'm working hard in the kitchen. Now, don't get me wrong. I must say the delivery driving is not a hard job, but um, monthly I pay around 300 euro um, um, tax. So these people actually absolutely not pay any tax at all. Just uh, pay that 200 euro rent for the account holder and and just make clear money. So you know, the, you know the people that are here, say from Brazil and from Chile. Uh, are they here as students, is it? As all students, yeah. So They're on student for visas for a, a year or two years or something. Is that what way it exactly. works? Exactly. So these people can work only um, 20 hours weekly. So don't get me wrong. If uh, I'm more happy if someone comes in the restaurant, and especially in this time when after COVID, we, don't have, we not really have staff members. So we, I'm more happy to teach somebody, you know, for how to do the pot wash or, or just the prep chef or something. At 20 hours is, for me is perfectly okay, and the guys work legally. But actually, nobody wants to do that. And to be honest with you, I open my, I open my, um, but actually, I try to apply for delivery driving because uh, I'm just really, really want to do, uh, for example, like uh, five, five hours weekly. You want to t- exactly. just top up your income by doing deliveries. Yes. Yeah. 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 And 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 I and I'm happy to pay my tax after, but unfortunately. We uh, like my account has been hold now six months because because too many delivery drivers on the road. So, and I tried to contact the support and just just say oh it, then another couple of months. So I see an ad um, here that's uh, the, the lads have sent me. It's um, a, a Facebook page. I think it might be a UK one. It says rent a delivery rider account. Um, exactly. And so, receive receive sixty pounds when you join the agency. Earn a hundred euro pounds each time someone you refer rents an account. So there's lots of ways of making money. You can rent the account out to people, and if anybody is referred through your account, you make extra money on them doing the same. Yeah, the the main thing uh, what happened last week. So um, I don't want to say any names, but there was a, a young girl. She was uh, she was under fourteen, right? Yeah. She's orders from us and. We saw the delivery driver. She's gonna be a lady who's actually picking up the order and deliver to her, right? And the customer just called back and she she just complained. So for when like we expecting a delivery like delivery uh, a lady who's actually picking up the order and right. deliver, and there was a big two two meters big guy show up to collecting the order. Yeah, and she he knocked on the door, and a fourteen years old girl she was just won't open the door because like. You can see on the app, like, who's... She doesn't know that it's a legit call, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, don't get me wrong, if, like, okay, I'm a 31 years old man, so I'm opening the door, no problem, but what about if my door... Well, I understand, she's 14 years old, she's expecting a young girl, a young woman to deliver her food. Uh, the, The Mail is saying there's a black market is operating in Ireland in which illegal workers and criminals can rent courier accounts from legitimate workers... Um, Unauthorised workers with no background checks can deliver food to your door thanks to this underground rental of a delivery account. Um, Uh, 
So yeah. anybody so, actually could have these and be calling to people's homes. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's a very annoying because, like, for example, if I'm ordering food and um, and what about the background check? So yeah, so that the delivery can't, or even Just Eat as well, or Uber Eats has to. So when I did my account, I did, I pay like four euro fifty cent for background check, and uh, and that was, yeah. everything was fine. And yeah, but uh, hang on a second. Like yeah, but but there are people delivering food to people's homes, knocking at their door late at night, and we run a huge risk that because they haven't had any background checks, we don't know what they're capable of doing or what criminal records they may have had. Yeah. So the, back, the, the, the background check has happened, but with the wrong person, you know what I mean? So, look, that's, that's, that, I don't know why it, the deliverer can do anything with this. And to be honest with my, uh, with my colleague, we start uh, doing that. So, for example, if I see, I'm just saying a name, John collecting the order, and, and I ask the delivery driver, what's your name? And he says, completely different name. I actually, co- we contact the deliverer um, uh, support, and we just, tell them, okay, this is a fake account. And also every delivery driver, every single delivery driver just say, oh, uh, yes, I'm renting the account. And I was like, look, but you know, this is, this is illegal. You yes, can't do yeah, that. You know, yeah. it's, it's it, and not, not, not pay tax. And which is knowing me. Um, this and did they say 600 make, to 600 a week tax free, is it? Uh, no, it can make, can make eight, 800 euros. Oh, sorry, so, 800 a week. And is there tax paid on that then or what happens? N- no, not at all. Because, okay, when, when you sign up for this app, you, like, so you're not working, for, you're working for yourself, to be honest, and you have to pay your tax uh, after yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the, surely so, the person who's rented the account, the legitimate account to a fake character, would be caught by revenue with all of this money going through their account. Look, uh, we heard a couple of things about that, and a couple of drivers has been has been bonded. And the last last week, we actually we actually uh, called six seven times Deliveroo, and the sixth account has been blocked. And actually, last night happened when the same delivery driver, whose actually account has been bonded, he's come back and he picked up the order. So I was actually called to the door, and I was like, "Look, how you can do the delivery? Still, your account has been you can is blocked." And he said, "Oh, I get another one." So, you know, it's, it's just, insane, isn't it? And would you, did you say 70% of those doing deliveries are using yes, fake accounts? Yes, and not even speak English at all. So, and look, if someone comes to this country and, and say, oh, I want to learn English, fine. But I know one of, one of the drivers is working for Deliveroo, or I say more than a year. And he still can't say that the numbers, one to ten, he can't... So he's can't, not going to English classes then? Not at all. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on, but yeah. he, he but can't I, say... Having, having said numbers. all of that now, and I know that it's illegal and it's criminal activity, and I get all of that, but if they weren't doing it, who'd be doing it? Because no, not everybody would want to do that kind of work. It's hard work in all kinds of weather. Look, to be honest, I... I, I I, I did this and I, I work, uh, I work, um, thank God, a company who is actually, we have a, a two, two, three restaurants and, uh, look, um, the, my boss has helped me in the meantime when the COVID start and uh, when I had, I don't have enough um, uh, kitchen hours, he helped me to do some deliveries as well. Yeah. But, uh, so he tried to help me and I like, look, I'm, I did with car. Okay, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's not a hardest job. Ah, uh, yeah, but a lot of them are on bikes. They're on push bikes. 
baiting up and yeah. down the main roads and all kinds of weather, middle of the night. You know, like you can get a second yeah. delivery. You can get a delivery at four o'clock in the morning, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure you can get your delivery over in the morning, but... Oh, you was passing through uh, Douglas and I saw a sign, you can order pizza quarter to four in the back village for delivery. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And also what you... Well, you don't know who's other... calling to your door at quarter to four in the morning either, if they're fake accounts. Yeah, that's that's really annoying. Okay. And okay. All and right. also... Also, the other thing, which which is um, which is, I think, so many restaurants dealing with that every day. So when a delivery driver pick it up the order, and I'm not say, not even one minute he's left the restaurant, we get the notification the food has been delivered, and 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 we just like we get a phone call from the from the customer, and and the customer just call, oh uh, look, uh, I get a notification, my food arrived, but no one outside. Uh, how does and, that happen? Please explain that. Uh, because he he can just mark he can just mark the the delivery. Um, he marked the delivery has been delivered, and and um, after um, uh, he just sit down and eat the food. And, and uh, seriously, though, I mean, I did hear of that the odd time, but is it happening a lot where they're throwing the food away or eating it themselves? That's happening a lot, a lot, yes. Unfortunately. So if I ask and people now to contact me with their uh, stories regarding Deliveroo or Just Eat, do you think I'd get a lot of people saying that? Uh, yes, absolutely. Look, uh, we have... Experiences with Deliveroo and delivery drivers, lads. Text 0868104106. You have to send the food twice then, do you? Uh, yes. So what you have to do, so the customer has to contact the Deliveroo as well. And after we have to contact the delivery as well to make sure uh, we get the refund because we made the food already and we just give it to the driver. And look, and, and after we have to send it out for the customer again, which is uh, take extra 40 minutes. And, and, and I, believe, I believe we are not the same. We are not a only restaurant. You're not the only restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Will, people will be absolutely spitting bullets at home, wouldn't they, waiting for it? Finding that yeah, they got a they, message they, saying it had been delivered when it hadn't? Yes, it's like so, the Wild look, West, I pay, man. I pay my tax. Uh, it's around three hundred euro monthly, and so I can believe it. Some people can save that three hundred euro as well uh, monthly and make more money than a nurse in a hospital, and who has more responsibility. And you know, this is just this is just knowing, you know. So that's like eight hundred tax free a week is forty five mm-hmm. grand a year. Yes, exactly. Insane, and man. one or two drivers showed their account as well, and we can see how much money he got. Like, there, there, there was like 800 euro. We saw once 900 euro. For the week? So, for one week. <laughs> I'm not joking. And you can, the guys can get tips as well. So I'm not sure how much wow, it is. Wow, wow. That's yeah. enlightening, Zolt. Um, feel free to hold on there if you want. Uh, Deirdre's on four. Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Do you want to pick up on uh, Chef Zolt and what he's telling me this morning? Well, I don't know much about, about uh, Chef Souls, but uh, just in connection of just a conversation I had last night with a friend of mine who's, who's living in Dublin, she said that Deliveroo is being used uh, to um, basically uh, traffic drugs. Now, if Deliveroo were to hear that, they would absolutely freak out. Is there any uh, evidence I of it? I, I have no evidence of it, but that's, that's what... what that's 
I have no evidence of it. I just, it's just a comment that was made to me last night. Well, it know. probably is. A, it could well be a sideline for people who are out exactly, delivering. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Sideline. And I'm not, I don't mean, I mean, I don't mean the, the company themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if all these licenses are, are being, um, you know, sold on and, you know, there has to be something and for making that type of money. Something in it, yeah, you know? there seems to be a lot of money in it, though. A lot of money, yeah. tax free. Seems to be a lot, though, doesn't it? For a week, yeah, but they're probably going flat out working every single hour they can, but they can, you know. Yeah, and also, also, anyway, I, thanks for I that, worked, Deirdre. Go ahead, yeah, Zolt. I've, I've worked for Uber Eats as well, and I one Friday night I made almost 200 euro just like, so. Look, that was a lucky. That was a lucky night. But uh, like, look, I just put it down uh, by taxes. Well, has to pay, you know. So I like, I don't understand these people. Uh, how how actually? But you wouldn't. You wouldn't normally make two hundred a night. Uh, no, you no, might no, do no, well no, on a, f- a, a weekend. No, maybe, that was the best. That was the best night for me. I actually start working at two o'clock till uh, eleven, and I made big uh, tips. So people was give, uh, you know, 10 euro, 5 euro tips. and Taxi and drivers like wouldn't make that after tax and petrol and mm-hmm. diesel and insurance. and also, They just exactly. wouldn't, they wouldn't make anything like that. I, I, I don't understand how it works. And, and actually, I saw a couple of times the guard and I try to be catch these people with motorbike as well. So because the Brazilian, the Brazilian driving license is, is you can't you can drive here or you can use motorbike. So a few times we saw the guard is actually in front of the restaurant and who's coming with motorbike, check the insurance and check the driving license. And we saw a couple of times has been take away the, the, the motorbike as well. So yeah, okay. So do the guard from time to time stop delivery drivers and ask for their, I guess they must have some sort of a delivery ID. Definitely. But their photograph we, we isn't saw, on the ID, is it? Yeah, we saw a good few times, yeah, yeah. So look... Um, I'm not sure what that's going to be there. That's going to be happening every day or every week. But I saw a couple of times, yeah, that the guards just especially like check the drivers, you know, so. All right. Okay. Okay, my man. Thanks for chatting with me on that. It's enlightening. Uh, Appreciate you taking the call. Covered an awful lot of ground. Thanks for that. Let's see if we can get. Thank you, Zolt. Thank you, Chef. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, all the best. It'd be interesting if other people have uh, delivery experiences, food that didn't arrive when it was supposed to arrive. You know, maybe scary experiences because you don't literally know uh, who's calling to your door if they have uh, somebody else's account. Text 0868104106. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. I'll come back to budget text and calls, I promise. But uh, Finbar standing by. First off, Sean, good morning. Uh, good morning, how are things? I'm good, you wanted to jump in on this. Have, did you have a background in, in delivering food like this? Uh, no, 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 I haven't. Okay, I haven't. no, because uh, you're, you're saying you don't believe what's going on, so I just... No, I, 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 don't, okay. yeah. I, don't, I don't believe it, because it's just, it's very much like uh, vilification of, of a certain uh, employer that would typically hire... Um, a certain a certain type of uh, certain certain groups of people. So I suppose Zolt came out with a lot of um, a lot of claims. So the idea that it's tax free, it's not tax free, right? Because if now obviously I, I can't speak to regards to the the buying or the renting of of, of accounts. Yeah, which is what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, if if it is tax, so if there is someone going to be paying that tax, the person who is owning that account 
will be paying that tax. So if you do something like, you know, a crazy amount of deliveries, that self-employed tax will have to be paid. Yeah. Um, now, if they don't If you're that, found or caught or your bank account is checked. But the only yeah, way that would be checked is if Deliveroo give revenue or if Just Eat give revenue all details of account holders. Yeah, well, they would. I mean, if you're self-employed, you have to you have to enter your PPS number. So it's not. Oh, no, I'm agreeing with you. I, I I actually agree with you on that. Oh, and sorry, let sorry, it be sorry. let it, no let it be a warning to people who perhaps do give their accounts to people who then use yeah. their accounts that there will be a price to pay if Deliveroo give it to revenue. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 not tax free, and um, this this claim that it's tax free is it's it's just an idea. It's just you know. But it, but it, it might be in the sense that people aren't aware that the revenue might come calling or they don't care if the revenue, you know, they, they, they could be just trousering the 300 a month. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, that's their own stupidity then really, isn't it? It is, it is, yeah. it is. I, it is. I, you know, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sympathy for, for that, you know, but again, there's a well this idea that, um, that they're, you say, you mentioned about, um, uh, delivery drivers are, you know, eating eating food. If you're going, if you have a delivery driver who's consistently not delivering um, food, then pretty soon delivery is going to, uh, you know, obviously reach out to them with some sort of a process to basically remove them from the app. You sack I mean, them, yeah, yeah, close yeah, their account. Ultimately, yeah. they're not, they're not fulfilling a contract. Fair enough, they're self. But then, then they that happens. Then he said but they get another account from another person the next day or a couple of days later. M- mind you, I don't know how easy that is anymore because I saw a text come in there saying there is now a six-month waiting list to get Deliveroo accounts because the account holders are making just m- so much renting out their accounts. Everybody is registering for them. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm not here to speak about how much an account holder is making by renting it out, but, I mean, it's, you know, look, I'm sure I'm sure that most certainly does happen, but uh, I suppose it's the idea as well that... Uh, it, it does happen because I got an email from a chap who actually did apply uh, six months ago and recently got an email from them saying, Hi, we just wanted to check in uh, to say you're still on the waiting list to ride with us. We'll reach out when we have more spaces available. Uh, we don't have a time frame, but hang in there. True, but I mean, it's uh, regardless of whether whether or not like the once someone's uh, spending out their 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 account, it's still you know this idea that it's it's not tax free. It's it's not true. Also, as well, there was another. But you there. you're not you're are, are you still saying are you still denying that people with PPS numbers are registering Deliveroo accounts and then renting them because that does seem to be happening. There are Facebook well, I mean, pages it's not, showing it's not, it. It's not going to be happening in all cases. I mean, seventy percent, like, he said. Okay, well, like that—that's—that's that's nice to say seventy percent, but try control the figure. And I, I know that. I know. Yeah, you know I, I know. mean, like it's—it's it, where's 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 the data? Like the data. You know, the Daily Mail did an undercover investigation into it some time ago, and they posed as one of them. Um, and it, it's true. It's true. Okay, well, that, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting the, 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 whether that's happening or not, but it is, I suppose, the, the level to which it's happening um, is, is kind of, is, you know, it's very easy to kind of say, say it's, it's rampant, but, I mean, if you have, say, one Facebook page and they're renting, that doesn't necessarily mean every single delivery driver is there. No, no, no not all of them, and I don't want yeah. to be dismissive of them, and I, yeah, I, I yeah. Did, he, did, he did say a large proportion are. 
but that means yeah. that there are people who are legit as well. But the Mail investigation uh, found that it was very easy to rent or buy a courier account without a working visa or any background check. There's a Facebook group called Deliveru Contas Para Alugar, uh, which is Portuguese for delivery accounts for rent. Uh, they posed as a person without a working visa. Uh, they messaged several couriers in the group, all of whom were happy to rent their account without any background checks. Even f- after finding out uh, their substitute would be working illegally, many account holders were still willing to rent out their account while others actively encouraged the illegal practice. When the male asked if it was okay to work in Ireland without a working visa, one account holder said, yes, you don't need anything, just a bag and a bike. When they were asked if Deliveroo will check a courier's working status, they said no, because they think I'm working, not you. Okay, well, I suppose that's more so to do with the fact that it's, um, it's, uh, you know, say if they're renting out their account, Right, uh, but I mean, anyone that's doing that will, you know, realistically, if they're from Brazil, if they're, if they're from uh, Chile, they're going to be over here in a student visa. And I suppose it's more so an issue with the fact that they only have twenty, twenty, they only work twenty hours. I know time. that. Yeah, no. Listen, I mean, Jesus, if they have an opportunity so, to do it, should, but, but yeah. we'd all probably oh, do yeah. it if we were overseas. But um, you know, they, they will write off into the sunset with all of the cash. It's the Egypt with the legit account that's going to be caught for the tax ultimately. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So I mean, I, I think it's very easy to to vilify. And as well, this uh, previous lady said that they're 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 trafficking drugs. Again, I I, I doubt that. I I, I mean, yeah. realistically, I, like, I don't see how okay. anyone's going to be. Guardian uh, issued a warning that organised crime gangs are using food delivery services to transport drugs during the pandemic. The warning's been sent out in tandem with the. Uh, an Interpol alert across the world. Gardi from the National Drugs Organization Crime Bureau has seized an estimated cocaine street value of two and a half million after stopping, searching trucks, carrying food products, etc., etc., etc. Earlier in the month, Gardi uh, road police officers recovered two guns and a large quantity of cocaine hidden in pizza boxes pursuing a car that drove through a COVID checkpoint. Uh, pizza boxes... Um, a uh, statement issued worldwide uh, that, that they're transporting uh, drugs like cocaine, marijuana, ketamine and ecstasy in pizza box- boxes. It said countrywide uh, there's been a sharp increase in home delivered food and delivery drivers. Um, I'm not saying all of them, uh, you know, I'm not saying that, Sean, but there's evidence of people stopping delivery drivers with, with cocaine and pizza boxes. Okay, well, look, admittedly, I mean, admittedly, I hadn't, uh, I wasn't aware of that. Oh, I didn't read those articles, so I was more so, I just thought it would have been, a, admittedly, might have been a bit of a, bit of a hysteria, hysteria in that sense. But, uh, look, that's, 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 look, if that's, if they want to, if organised crime gangs want to, want to use that. Then. Well, it's the Gardaí you're saying it. The Gardaí issue a warning that organised yeah. crime gangs are using food delivery services to transport drugs. Oh. No, fair play. No, you're holding your hand up and, and listen. I admire you for that. Uh, can I talk to some other people if you don't mind? Thanks, Sean. Cheers. Yeah, Take care. Worries, fair play and feel free to contribute. Finbar, good morning. Hello. All I right, just well. want to inquire. They're coming over on student visas. They are. Do they have to say that they're, uh, do they have to enroll then for, say, for UCC, whatever college they're coming over to study in? Yeah, they. I guess they would have to prove to get the visa that they have registered with, say, for instance, a language school. 
You know, can right. you turn the turn the radio down there, Finbar, if you don't mind? I'm sorry. And I'll I'll be able to chat with you. Is it near you? Yeah, you I know. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was that the question you want to ask? Do they have Yeah, but I'm saying but I'm saying then if 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 they are go if they are going to school say, right? Yeah. But if they're walking on during the night, how do they manage to get up in the morning and then study? Oh, I don't know anything about that. I mean, they're entitled to come here and study and work something like 20 hours a week, and I'd imagine some of them are. But others are probably working an awful lot longer and may or not, may or not, may or may not be going to school. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so they, they don't. can just uh, just arrive in and just say we're welcome to school. He's and left in just like that. That's it. That no would problem. appear. That would appear to be the case. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, what about the bicycles? Then are they, do they have to pay for them themselves? Or do they bring them with them? No. I suppose you pick the bike up somewhere and away you go. And just give them to free, is it? And off you go. Is it just like that? I don't know who pays for the bike. I don't know where that comes from. Um, mind you, I'm being told now that you do need evidence that you've enrolled in a privately funded course to get a visa to come to Ireland. So they are registering. But do you think that if they weren't doing it, who would do it? Do you think the Irish would really want to do a job like that? They wouldn't. I suppose they wouldn't if they, if they had walked the following morning. They wouldn't, yeah. just wouldn't, be, they wouldn't be able to do it. No, I'm, I'm not saying but that. Some, it, it, going to, some, some part of it is going to suffer. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying... Do you think many Irish people will want to do that for, as a job? I don't think so. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't so maybe think we so. need other people from overseas to come in. No, I'm at any time of the but, day or night, we jump up on a bike but, and but, ride out with food. It's a tough job. Like. But are you saying that this, this chapter was on there at the start? Zolt. Is he, is he working for the revenue or something? He seems to know an awful lot no, about he's, he's a he chef. Well there, he's he? a chef in a restaurant. He sees the Deliveroo drivers and the Just Eat drivers coming to pick up food. That's why he and knows. And he's been told by them, them what they're making. The he's been told what the story. Yeah, he's been told what they're earning. Could be up to 800 a week. Tax-free. And why isn't he doing it? Why didn't he do it? And pick up the chef in? I don't know why he's not doing it. He's applied for it. Anyway, let me talk to uh, to James. Thanks, Finbar. Good morning, James. Good morning, uh, Neil. I was just listening to you all about the delivery drivers and it struck a chord with me because, as you know, I was saying to Kevin uh, there was a case there earlier in the year. I'm always careful about talking about cases as long as they're finished. You don't mind talking about them. The case is done in justice. Yeah. But he was a delivery. You probably remember it. Uh, uh, where would I see a court report on that? Uh, he, he, stuck, he stabbed a young fellow in Dublin at 16. All right, thank you. Kevin's just given to me. Uh, but a, a Brazilian delivery driver not guilty of murdering yeah. after a fight broke out in Dublin. Not yes, guilty. And he, he, he was carrying a knife and he stabbed the young fellow. He 16. was, I remember he, it. He said he was acting in self-defence when he did it. I was Neil, you know. If I, I, I often was tackled by people when I was 31. I didn't stab them, Neil. Yeah. I gave them a slap. I gave them a slap, yeah. But I didn't stab them to death, you know. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Because he, um, he said in evidence, I remember it, that he said he was acting in self-defense. Apparently, a group of young fellas on bikes... Uh, arrived uh, and, and and all got involved in it. Apparently, well, he was he was involved in an altercation himself. He was involved in an altercation before they arrived, and they. I think the young fellow wanted to be some sort of a peacemaker, see what was going on, and uh, uh, whatever happened. Neil, if someone when I was thirty one years old, and if I, any altercation I got into a young fellow sixteen, I'd be well able to handle him without stabbing him, Neil. Okay. I, 
as you would yourself. Yeah. Also, Neil, also, I have no problem with people coming into this country as long as they're good, decent people. I have problems with relieving wrong ones. And also up the country in the last year, done and dusted as well, a young girl of 16, you remember that, walking home, got away from her friends, five lads pick, picked her up, That's all right. Brazilian, and they raped her, Neil, and brutally raped her. They all no, got jailed. And very stiff sentences, thank God. But yeah, that's what I'm afraid of. 17, yeah, yeah. As I said, I have no problem with Brazilian people coming into the country as long as they're good, decent people. I'm afraid is we don't vet people properly, Neil. And we also had had some serious murders as well up the country, foreign nationals again. But I have no problem with people coming in who are decent people, but as long as we what don't is, get in, in the wrong what are you ones, actually Neil. saying? That it's, it's okay if there's criminality as long as it's Irish criminality? No, no, I said I have no problem with people coming into the country as long as they're decent people. Yeah. But I have a problem if we leave wrong ones in, Neil. And who do harm? But, Not we, a girl well, we who was a, but we have to get away from that mindset that we hone in on somebody who is involved in criminal activity and say, "Ah, they're a foreigner," because there's going to be lots more of that to come in the future. There's going to be more people are coming in here that won't be Irish. So yes, but is, we're going to have to get over that one. Like that's just going to happen. But I know, I know that we must get over them. But the trouble is, we have our own homegrown criminals. We don't need to be importing them, Neil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so who the hell wants someone in the country who has raped in another country? You know? Oh, listen, I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. How that fella down in West Cork got through the got through the cracks, having uh, murdered his wife in Eastern Europe, and still came in and beat the living daylights out of his girlfriend. I have no idea how that happened. Yes, no yes. And we idea. had a Moldovan who raped a girl over in, in the key there in the nightclub. Neil, she came out of the nightclub, and she was followed by him. He's from Moldova. He's serving a sentence as well. Uh, so. That's all I'm saying. As I said, I have no problem with people coming to make a better life for themselves, want to contribute, and we have many decent foreign nationals, Neil. Many decent foreign nationals. But as long as we can keep out the wrong ones... (laughs) Just on on that, it was said in court with regards to the Brazilian delivery driver that self-defence can completely clear a person of wrongdoing if it can be shown that it was justified and reasonable force. Um... And he proved self-defense, even though he was carrying a knife that he said he was using only to cut fruit. It's bizarre, isn't it? Well, as the mother is, is the mother is, of the young fellow is horrified. Neither he was actually a very promising young footballer, apparently. And as the mother of the young fellow said, "I can't understand." Even she thought it might even be a manslaughter charge, but uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, right. as I said. Thanks for that. Thanks, Thanks for Neil. Cheers. Take care of yourself. Thoughts are welcome, lads. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. How am I doing on time? Okay, we'll just take another call ahead of the ad break. John, good morning. Are you a delivery driver? I am. Okay. Uh, so you know, surely be to God, what's going on. What's going on? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest with you, Neil, like delivery... It's very muffled there. You're not on speakerphone or anything. No. Can you... That, oh, hold on. Can you hear me now? I can, yeah. Go ahead. Right. So, yeah, like, Deliveroo, it used to be a great place to work, certainly in Cork, you know, um, and we used to make some really, really, and I mean really good money. Um, we could make 1000 1200 even up to 1400 a week. You are uh, joking me. How no, many, back in the day. Like, okay, so how many hours would you have worked for 1400 a week? Well, no, you're putting in the hours, obviously. Um, I... So you'd be working six days, maybe ten hours. Okay, sixty hour a week. No, yeah. yeah, one day off. You know, sixty, maybe, maybe even, maybe even sixty-five hours a week. But like, 
that was you wouldn't do it now you wouldn't make it now things have changed but so how long ago days, was it when you were making 1400 lids a week this would have been just kind of just pre-pandemic okay course. okay and how has it changed now um well so much has changed within Deliveroo um and like you know since it's all gone as far as corporate and what have you um the amount of drivers on the street uh, there are riders, drivers, riders, whatever you want to call them. Um, the, the amount of orders available, um, the, the pay has dropped. Um, you know, the, the, the amount of business that is there isn't isn't the same as what it used to be. Mm. Um, and what so, um, can you explain to people? What does a delivery driver get per drop, for instance? How does it work? Well. How it actually works is it, it, it all depends on the one. It depends on whether you're on a bicycle or it depends on whether you're in a car or a scooter. Okay. So there's different rates of pay for different, um, different categories. But say on, on average, um, like would it be paid by the average, amount of the order, the cost of the order, is it? Well, it, it, that's supposed to have something to do with it. But uh, it's really based, I think, a lot of it's based on the distance that you're traveling. Okay. So like there's a minimum. Which I think for I think for uh, um, a like a, a bicycle I think it's something like three thirty. Three thirty, and um, that's all. That's it. Like there's a uh, you that's know. It. That's it. Well, outside of a tip, if you you might get a tip from the the customer, you know. Um, like well, what would the tip be? Two like, euro, maybe. It could be two euro. It could be five euro. It could be ten euro. You know, it really depends. Would you um, have regularly I mean, got five or ten euro tips? I well, not ten, I suppose. I five. have had a ten euro tip. I wouldn't five. Yes, I would. I uh, yeah, I fairly regularly. Okay, but that's the only money. Then is the actual three thirty plus a potential tip. Nothing else. Nothing else. No, you could be. You could get a five, or you could get seven or eight euros for the for the um, delivery. Uh, it really depends, depends on where on it's going distance. and how far away it's okay. going, you know, okay. and the distance and uh, and everything else. So the only reason I ask is, in fairness, um, I see a story in the Irish Mirror here from uh, July where it says Gardaí found close to eight thousand euro in drugs as well as two and a half thousand euro in cash after searching a cyclist posing as a food delivery courier driver um, on a bicycle in Dublin city centre. They searched the bag found a huge haul of drugs. Yeah, you know the green yeah. Deliveroo? Is that Deliveroo yeah, green? Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't. Loads and loads of cash. There's a photograph um, of it up on the table. Say, wads and wads of cash, mm, uh, small little pouches of cocaine, mm, and a massive haul of what looks to me like cannabis. Can, right. Now, I can't say that that's happening in Cork. Um, I have no knowledge. I'm like I'm still, I'm still riding with Deliveroo, like um, to ride it. So I, I can't say. It's a great way to extend. It's a great way to set up a drug um, delivery network, isn't it? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, there's, there's loads of ways that you can set up. I mean, you could be a taxi driver and you could be <laughs> delivering drugs. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, and un- undoubtedly, I'm sure in some cases that is that is happening. <laughs> so anyway, you know, the, the point your point making is that what about the renting out of accounts? I, yeah, I have an account, um, I have a PPS number, I register yeah, with, and then I give it to a Brazilian or a Chilean or mm-hmm. whomever, and they pay me monthly. Is that happening? Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's a major thing. Like, in fairness, though, I will say, 
like back a few years ago, Deliveroo did try to um, they did try to to, to uh, I suppose um, tackle it, but then they never successfully okay. managed to do it, and okay. they would have stopped some accounts. But the problem you have to see is you get a lot of these foreign lads coming over who um, they'll stay for twelve months or they'll stay for two years or whatever. And a lot of these lads would be legit. You know, they, they, they would be coming over from Brazil, but might have a Portuguese passport. So legally, they're entitled to work. Okay, okay. So and, and of course, leave, yeah, they're entitled to work 20 hours a week on a student visa. Well, no, if they've got Portuguese. Oh, Portuguese, yeah, okay. European, they're, they're European. They have a European passport, so they can just work. But the point I'm trying to make is, or what I'm trying to say is that, so they'll leave. And they rent out their account. Okay. And the, the bank account, you and you can change the bank account on the app to whatever bank account you want it to be. Oh, so somebody and that's got a that, somebody that's renting out an account mightn't even be using their own bank account. It's the fake character's no, bank account. No, no, no. That's right. Sure. Okay. So what, like okay. If, if if that was the case, you'd be trusting someone else to pay you. Yeah. Okay, so I'm learning a lot here. It's not a case that I keep the money in my bank account. We just flip the bank account numbers and it goes to the fake character and he pays me a fee. And if he doesn't pay me, I shut the account down. And, and finally then, what about food not arriving or food being eaten? Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. What do you um, mean? What do you mean? Yeah, it's, 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 um, it's happening quite often, actually. I mean, the amount of times I've actually had to go, I've gone to a restaurant and the restaurant's saying to me, like, We've had to make it again, Dave. You know, John. We've had to make it. You know, we uh, the last fellow that took it. We just and and uh, so you're 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 going back to get the food the second time after the. What is the first guy done with the order? Because I've got Mark here in a minute. His McDonald's order was was eaten. So I come to that. Yeah, it happens so much. It's happening so much. Like what happens is, a lot of the restaurants now. What they'll make you do is they'll make you accept the order on the app in front of them. So... You, so the punter clicks, the, is it? You, no, no. So, the, the, so the, the driver clicks accepted the order, in other words, collected the order in front of the restaurant. So they know then that he's gone and it's recorded that he's actually collected it. Yeah. But there's a lot of these drivers and there's a lot of the restaurants that don't ask the driver to accept the order in front of them. So what happens is they collect the order they go outside the door and they press cancel. So they cancel as if like they don't want to pick it up. Do they throw it away or do they eat it? And no, like, it's all, it's all, so who will throw good food away? <laughs> they were like, why would you throw good food away? Because you, you know, could go to uh, the next why? restaurant then and do the same. I don't know why you might throw food away. Well, it's well, just no, another job. Like, no, but, but you're, you're not getting paid for it. Because you've like cancelled you it. If you cancel the order, if, you, if I go in and I pick up the food and then I come out and I cancel the actual you're order. You're not paid your 3.30 or whatever. I'm not paid for that thing. Okay. Yeah, but what about the, the ones that don't t- click cancel and um, it ends up saying delivered when it hasn't been delivered? How do they do that? Yeah, uh, that does happen. Um, they can say, you know, if, if a lot of the time delivery will contact you and... and, and it's been delivered to the wrong address or they, they say they've tried to ring the customer and the customer's been in, you know, 
hasn't been in, you know, they tried ringing the door, tried knocking on the door, the customer's not answering. Okay, okay. so there's... Before, what happened, before you used to have to ring Deliveroo on that, and tell them that the customer's not responding, and then Deliveroo would then, um, like, try and contact them. Okay. But now it's all automated on the app, and it's all tracked so that, like, you can't actually, once you've collected the order... You can't press delivered until you're in the vicinity of the actual... But why is the driver allowed to click delivered? Why isn't it the punter on the punter's delivery app on their own phone that clicks delivered? Well... That would make perfect sense. And a final question for you. Why can't you... Can you not track a delivery driver on on Google Maps? Yes, you can. If If you have the delivery app downloaded on your phone you can track your your driver if you haven't got it and you're doing it off just off the the, the website like you know um from it's like uber uh, it's like watching an uber car so yeah 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 so you can actually do that yeah okay okay so you're you're still doing it but making considerably less yeah it's not uh, i mean i've actually had to i don't like deliver you used to be my full-time job um and I treated it as a, as as it was a, a full time job, and, and we made really good money. How would you pay um, tax on that then, do you, if you don't mind me prying? Oh yeah, of course. No, 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 of course. I pay tax. I'm fully. I'm self employed. Like I'm fully tax, tax um, compliant. Yeah, fair uh, play. Compliant, yeah. and what have you? Uh, you know, and uh, to be honest, um, uh, like delivery do supply um, uh, PPS numbers to. Um, Revenue. In the revenue, now yeah. they probably don't supply them all. It's probably something like you know they'll pick so many accounts a year and then that supply. Because I've had inland revenue come to me saying like um, delivery, you know, your 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 information has been supplied to us, um, but I was already it was just an automated kind of. Okay, but can, but can yeah, but how do, how would they chase down just very finely? How would they chase down somebody from Portugal or? Brazil or Chile for tax? Well, they don't, right? Because they're never, like, nine out of ten of those guys, they're not here long enough for the system to catch up to with catch them. To catch them, okay, okay, gotcha. You know, I understand, it, it, yeah, yeah. You know, All right. when you're working okay. to the roof for a okay. few years. And did, you, did, did you think that the 600 euro a week was going to continue forever or the 1400 a week was going to continue forever, you did? Well, no. Like I suppose, like fourteen hundred would be a re- you know that's I know. At the top. I, know. Read. I wouldn't be saying I'd be making that a week, but certainly without fail, you'd make a thousand euros a week. Um, now these days, um, if if I was to make seven eight hundred a week, I think I'd have to be out at nine o'clock in the morning, and I'd have to stay out till eleven o'clock at night. I, I, yeah. I'd they're double shifts. You know, yeah, they're double shifts. It's, it's yeah. like. You just can't with the amount of drivers that are there at the moment. Um, were you on a bike in a car? Or where were you? No, oh. no, I'm on. A, I'm on. I was in car and oh, okay. uh, I right. have a motorbike as well. But uh, right. it's just with the amount of you know the pandemic, everything, the 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 crisis, the economic crisis that's on. You know, people don't have the spare money that they used to have All as well. Right. So, okay, I got to move know. on, John. I covered a lot of ground. Appreciate it. I'm much more aware of what's going on. And look after yourself. Thanks. All right, Cheers. Back after 11. Text 0868 Apologies to Mark. I'll come back to you after 11. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie.
and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Certainly is and I won't get an opportunity to play this uh, coming up to midday because there won't be time Reggie's in studio at a quarter to midday so we'll play this for the late great Coolio who passed away yesterday at the age of 59 As I walk through the valley of the shadow of just a masterpiece and I love the use of strings in that way back in the day uh, Coolio who died of a heart attack yesterday at the age of 59 I love that line in that song my life is out of luck fool um, and Michelle Pfeiffer is said to be heartbroken at the announcement of course because that featured in her super movie called Dangerous Minds back in the day the late Coolio may he rest in peace back after the break text 0868104106 talk to Neil Prenderville now 0818104106 Cork's Red FM. The top 10, 10 things you didn't know about Coolio. I don't have time to do all 10, but two jumped out at me. He says that he ranks himself in the top 10 lovers of all time, does the late great Coolio. And apparently he was one of the world's greatest collectors of snow domes. You could collect worse. You know the ones. You shake them up and all the snow inside floats around in the water. Snow domes. Uh, back in the real world, meanwhile, um, uh, on the budget, you were looking for examples. I'll give you an example. I'm, a 40, I'm on 41,000. This is a budget text. 41,000 a year. My wife is on 26,000 and doesn't fall into the high bracket. So we've worked it out. It's worth nine euro a week between the two of us. Yet a single person on social welfare gets an extra 12 euro. Or indeed two people in the household, both on social welfare, their increase would be 24 euro a week. Your increase for yourself and your wife working, nine euro between you, or 4.50 each a week. Uh, I nearly died, Neil, when you said that um, uh, male virgin staff are allowed to wear whatever they want as part of the uniform, including skirts. I thought to myself, how would that go down with Paul Byrne in a skirt? Then I realised it wasn't the airline you were talking about. It was the airline you were talking about, not the TV station. Sorry, I didn't clarify which. My apologies. And also this morning I mentioned that Cork is the fittest city in all of Ireland and the UK. Texter says the obvious reason we're the fittest city is because it's all feckin' hills. One or two more then. Uh, the money that's going to be spent in Cork Airport, given by the budget, will go into... Uh, really sexy, funky, forward-thinking uh, scanning um, as you go through airport security and your bags go up on the belt. Um, you don't want to have to be taking all your stuff out and your liquids out and all of this kind of caper anymore, apparently, when they have the new kit in. I travelled through Kerry Airport a couple of weeks ago. They have the same scanning equipment as Shannon. Fantastic airport. It is, actually. Um, I dread wedding invites full stop. A wedding invite is like a court summons coming through the door. Except a court summons is cheaper and less hassle. And for Sarah then, who is struggling, and thankfully at least will be able to go out and celebrate her anniversary, because a kind listener, a friend of mine, wants to pay for the evening and the meal for the two of them. The only option Sarah has is to get a home, take the pressure off, qualify for benefits and get rid of her husband. There's no place in modern society for marriage. I'm so sorry, but that's the way it is now. Others are suggesting that uh, people should look at other options like doing a child care course, get a part-time job. You can actually mind children 15,000 euro tax-free in her own home. Or you can work evenings. Uh, You might then be able to contribute towards 
a mortgage. There's plenty of evening work out there, Suzanne. And then somebody else says to me, have a look at the attached for a jobless couple with three kids in Dublin. When you add up all of the benefits for a jobless couple with three kids in Dublin, they make €56,000 paid by the government, by the Irish taxpayer every year. And it's broken down then into job secrets allowance, qualified adult dependent, qualified child dependent, all significant amounts of money, um, like the qualified adult dependent, seven and a half grand, qualified child, seven and a half grand, job secrets allowance, eleven and a half grand, HAP allowance, twenty-two grand, fuel allowance, the fuel allowance, one-off payment, the double child benefit, the child benefit at one hundred and forty euro a month every month per child, the Christmas bonus, um, and things like that. It totals up to fifty-six thousand. 563 euro. Thank you for that. Um, I'm currently on a two-year career benefit. Uh, I've paid my taxes since I was 16. Now I'm 32. I have had to take out two years because my son has additional needs. I will get the extra payment and it will be extremely helpful for Christmas for my family. I'm not lazy. I am a career person. Um, and then one or two more on the autism issue. My son is uh, is on the autism spectrum. He was diagnosed privately also got an educational assessment privately. It cost me thousands to have to do it privately. He didn't get services because the HSE didn't diagnose him. They finally did three years ago, and the diagnosis was the same as the private one that he got eight years ago. It's so frustrating for parents. We're still waiting for services, and I'm not eligible to receive carer's allowance either. Love the show, but I think... There's a lot of complaining and everyone asking what's in it for me all of the time. You know, there has been a lot of good in this budget, Neil. Really, this is a fantastic country. And there are so many other countries who don't provide the life that we have here. Yes, there is a cost of living crisis. But really, I think people should think of our ancestors and the hard life they had building this country for us. I think it's sad, really, that we're becoming consumed by the what's in it for me. And then one or two, I'll come back to the delivery ones, if you don't mind. And I don't want to be just honing in on one company. To be fair, there are many different companies of many different apps delivering your food. Um, we seem to put them all under the umbrella of one. But we got calls, texts and comments on the way. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Love presenting this program, being at the helm of this program, because you can go off in all sorts of different directions. Just one call leads to another. And before you know it, I think the way we look at this now and the world we live in now is it's what do they say? It's organic, is it? Is that what the term is? Organic. Anyway, Mark, good morning. Good morning. Sorry, my man. I've been bouncing back and forth to you for the last half hour. My apologies. You want to jump in on delivery drivers, whether they're on a bike or a moped, electric bike, a car or a scooter? You no, know, but I, um, I was ringing up on behalf was um, I, I put in an order and um, said driver dispatched. So I went in to track it. And then it was... Uh, we, the driver's dropped off, basically. Well, how does that him. work? You can see him like I can see an Uber car, is it? Exactly, exactly. And you see whether it's a bicycle or a car, there'd be a, a diagram of that on Google Maps, and you can see exactly where he's going. But obviously they can disconnect that, and he just disappeared. Five minutes later, I got a message, the food delivered. So I went down, lo and behold, no food there. This was so a McDonald's I, order, I believe, wasn't it? You can it get was, yeah, it, food... Yeah. Through just eat. Right. Um, so that was fine. Um, you have the option to call the restaurant. So calling the restaurant actually puts you on to just eat, not on to the restaurant that you ordered. Right. I'm with you. So um, I got on to him and he says that we don't know. The driver just seems to, you know, he's 
unable to, to come or something. It's fucking disappeared, basically. Um, so she says, we'll give you a full refund, which took 20 minutes. So I was after reordering again. And like from start to finish for a McDonald's took nearly two hours to get. Oh man, that's insane. Was this what like so is this late at night or in the afternoon or Oh this was uh, this was Saturday afternoon. Well Saturday morning, sorry, Saturday morning. And what what do you mean disappeared? One minute you can see the little icon, is it, and then it's just gone. When it says uh, drivers have you know, food's out of the way, sorry is what it says. Yeah. And then you, you click on it. And it brings you into maps, and you just see the little icon of the bicycle. Yeah. And you see it kind of going down Patrick Street. Yeah. Into Grand Parade. And I see it just disappears. So what happened to your food, do you think? I have absolutely no idea. Like, as a ringer was saying there, a caller was saying earlier on, maybe he could have been stopped by the guards, and he, like, he was on a motorbike and didn't have a valid license or something. Right. I don't know. Okay, I, that, I no there's idea. a chance of that in his defence. But others are telling me there's a chance he ate it. There's, there's also that. Or, you know, um, give to one of his buddies. Or, you know, only, only knows. Like, I stopped using Uber about four months ago and I went to Just Eat because Uber was gone ridiculous. It was is that called Uber three. Eats, is it? Uber Eats, yeah. I was probably getting about 20, about 20% of my orders. What was happening to the rest of them? <laughs> I have no idea. It's like, it's, looking, it's like number 214 when you're waiting an hour and that's the driver happened to the last one. He says, I don't know. Like, what were, you, what were you ordering? Was it all different restaurant food, was it? Uh, mainly McDonald's. I was very partial to McDonald's. <laughs> but, uh, I love the double sausage and egg McMuffins. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, just, um, it's the same address every time. But, um, I just, I came along and I just, I sent numerous messages to Uber. I was going to get no satisfaction. So I just came along and just, just deleted my accounts and deleted the app. Okay. So what do you do now for your Mickey D fix? I just drive there. But tell me this, can I ask you a fair question, I think? Why do people do this when the food arrives? It's cold. Like, McDonald's can only be eaten piping hot. The chips are shocking cold. The burgers are shocking. It's got to be hot. Yeah, but I'm, I'm probably less than a kilometre from McDonald's. I know, but it's still not as good as yeah. going. Yeah, oh, to be in their defence now, like, I'm so close, it does be... It does be piping hot. All right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have it if it wasn't. If they'd only deliver it. So <laughs> now you go for it instead of relying on drivers who don't turn. I up. just you know, I go to the drive through out in Douglas, um, uh, Turner's Cross, I should say. Yeah. And I just get it there. But, nice one. Yeah, nice one. Okay. When you're, when you're chilling on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning, you just want your breakfast in bed. It's <laughs> It's the way to go. It is the way to go. It is I the know way I'm to not go. obese before anybody thinks of it. I'm about nine and a half stone. <laughs> you don't have to defend yourself for your lifestyle choices, Mark. Don't worry about it. Don't worry but, about uh, it. All right, yeah, so you say 70% of it wasn't turning up, is it? Uh, probably 70%, 80%. Well, for God's sake. All right, yeah. nice one. Thanks for holding on. Appreciate it. Renato, good morning. Good morning, Leo. Did we talk uh, before? What? You're Brazilian. Did we talk before? Yes, and I was just listening now, and I can tell you what's happened. Uh, a lot of people, they are using fake GPS. So it means that they put that, they collect the order in the restaurant, but they didn't. So then they mark the data is collected, and they mark that they are in the front of the customer house, and mark as delivered. Since they didn't collect, some of them collect the order, uh, and keep it. They just steal the food. 
they're stolen foods. To the users? Yes. And another thing that they, what they are doing, they work with um, uh, the three apps, most common. And they, for example, uh, they accept one order from McDonald's in the city center that needs to be delivered, uh, let's say, north side. And they take one order from uh, Deliveroo uh, to delivering Douglas. So they use the fake GPS uh, saying that they still in the restaurant. Since the food is in the car or the motorbike or bicycle, whatever, uh, when the customer gets, the, then when they pass again, close to the restaurant, uh, they, they uh, turn off the fake GPS. And the customer said, okay, now the rider is coming, but the ride is running with the food on the bag. So can you imagine you get your food cold? But there's only so much of it that they can actually eat, right? And there's only so much food you can eat in a day. Um, so is it, is, it, is it only sporadically happening or did, are they delivering? Although Mark is saying 80% of his deliveries never arrived. I mean, how, how much of a problem is this? Because they can't be eating at all. But, you know, some people, they are feeding the family with the food like this. They bring home. Right. And it's difficult to, to blame someone, but it's a lot of people. They, they work really, really hard and uh, honestly, but few of them, they just don't care. I saw one day I was parking close to the McDonald's in Douglas. I saw the guys in the car open the, the bag from the, the customer and taking the, uh, the burger inside. And, and, then, cl- and closed it up again. And closed it again and uh, <sighs> going to deliver it. They ate the burger and just delivered the rest of it. That's shocking, isn't it? It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, as I, I texted them, it's a lot of... I was speaking with the guy that he called me before from the, the, the Red FM. Yeah. I think so he just joined to, to the Facebook uh, group. For, so fake, many- for fake accounts, is it? Yes, what happened that they are uh, renting account for uh, riders that they shouldn't do it because the first the visa is a um, student visa cannot be. A lot of people, they are not um, students. They just, uh, I hear that a lot of people from uh, Turkey, they are doing these deliveries and they are not part of the European Union. So they are not uh, yeah. illegal. Yeah. But they're renting the account from somebody who would have a PPS number. Like I see ads here saying, hi, I have a delivery e-bike account available in Cork. Another one. Hello, looking for Deliveroo and Just Eat accounts in the Cork region. I'm looking for a Deliveroo account. So that's how they get the accounts, right? Exactly. Yes. And then one day I emailed uh, Deliveroo and Just Eat. They said that they cannot do anything. Since, for example, if it, uh, I'm renting your account, so you are the person uh, responsible to check if I'm legal or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just uh, wash the hands. And are you are you still working um, del- as a delivery driver? Uh, only because I have the main job. I go for a few hours uh, when I finish the work. A few hours a night, is it? Just to supplement yes, your income. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and, fake uh, GPS accounts, fake accounts, eating the yeah, food, um, cancelling uh, the orders, not showing uh, up. Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, 
riders in a motorbike or moped without a uh, drive license, uh, I, I was shocked because uh was uh, Sunday. I was in a KFC in Douglas. Yeah. I met a guy and then he said, oh, I was riding a motorbike for two years with a fake uh, insurance. I said, how? He said, well, nobody checked. The guy that doesn't stop us to check it. So why should I pay the insurance uh, if uh, we don't have checkpoints uh, uh, enough to, I just can keep doing this. And uh, as you can see, so many of these uh, mopeds uh, on the street now. You think and that there's a chance that a lot of them aren't insured or taxed or anything like that? Well, do you think they pay tax? They they don't pay because the account is rented. So okay. the owner account should pay the tax. But okay. Yeah, this has been blown wide open. Loads of different aspects of it that are really um, very much open to criticism, in- including the fact that a lot of these young people come here for 12 months and then leg it and others come and do it. So it'd be very hard to clamp down on it, wouldn't it? Because they're, they're, it's, it's moving all of the time. Exactly. And plus for these companies, for them, it's, uh, it's better, more people. They don't care if it's illegal or legal on the street because more people... They can pay less for the order, so they can more have more riders on the street. Yeah, but if I, but but if a delivery bike, motorbike hits me, or a car, or a pedestrian, or somebody in a delivery car without insurance hits another car, I mean that's a nightmare for the the other driver, then, isn't it? Of course, how they can get this because they will they don't have insurance. Okay, okay. Thanks for catching up with me, Renato. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate your listening. Um, in fact, one texter says, what about those who use their cars? The car is insured for social and domestic. Delivery drivers should have reward and higher, sh- higher insurance. It's called uh, driving for reward, it's called. Uh, we had to pay €46 Euro for delivery service from an Indian restaurant. Never received it. It said delivered, but we never got it. Uh, morning, you can only drive on a non-EU driving license for six months. After being in the EU for six months, you must apply for an EU driving license. A lot of these are students, though. They wouldn't take any notice of things like that. Um, you know, delivery drivers are careless. In my experience, using the Rochestown Passage Greenway, the delivery cyclists go so fast on the walkway. They travel from the city in Mahan to Mahan and Rochestown using this access, uh, ignoring the side you're supposed to cycle on and it's scary when you're out with small children. You have to be looking around behind you constantly just in case they come up behind you. They never use the bell. They're always in a hurry. Uh, This happened to me last week. I contacted Just Eat and they told me my driver left unexpectedly. Um, Could have been a driving license issue. I got a full refund but it was two hours before I eventually got the food. Um, Don't know what it means by driver left unexpectedly. Uh, I had problems with delivery twice. Twice the order was stated as delivered, but it never arrived. Morning, I haven't ordered delivery, uh, delivery off them in months because they eat my food two out of the five times I ordered. For example, you order drinks and burgers from McDonald's. The driver ate the food and only gave me the drinks. I challenged the driver and he said they only put one bag on the counter. I rang the restaurant and they tell me the driver collected two bags. You can't deny that's what this is what's happening out there. It's a joke. There is zero customer support. You only get to talk to a bot. Yeah, he ate the burger and gave you the drinks. Disgusting. Uh, people are travelling from all over the world just to work in Ireland for Deliveroo. I'm assuming they have status here. No PRSI, etc. Only in Ireland. 
Uh, what are you talking about? Plenty of Irish work illegally when they're on holiday visas in the US. We don't seem to give out about them bringing money home. So I'm not sure of the issues with others doing it here, says Killian from Ballancolic. Wouldn't be half so bad, Killian, if people got their food. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Come back to this in the morning, I promise you. But Richie actually poses a very interesting question. Who was delivering takeaway food before people came from overseas to deliver it? Who would be delivering takeaway food were it not for our foreign guests? One of your callers, Sean, exemplifies the problem with modern Irish society. He refuses to believe the truth because he is projecting the shadow of racism on the issue. There's no racism to see here. This happens every day of the week with countless countless issues. Druggies use children to shift drugs. Why wouldn't they use delivery drivers? As for registering in colleges, have we forgotten about all of the fraudulent English language colleges that were all over the news a few years back? Finally, who would be delivering our takeaway if it weren't for our foreign guests? Uh, one more text on this. If any driver are found to be working illegally, they just go through a never-ending appeal system. Then there must be an equivalent of a public inquiry before anyone can be deported for anything from Ireland. I think this is picking up on James's point from earlier on. Somebody says, James, power to him. He speaks in a lot of sense. This is regards to criminality in Ireland that's coming in from overseas, particularly if people are coming in here with a criminal record. So thank you for all of that. We'll pick it up in the morning. Just a few bits and pieces. Remember, just before midday today, I have a couple of tickets for Mary Black and our legendary band playing the Opera House on Sunday, the 2nd of October. Um, we'll give those away just before quitting time. You can book for the Mary Black gig at the CorkOperaHouse.ie. Reggie is also popping, popping in as the captain of Cork Industry because he's back in the Everyman Palace Theatre. Reggie, looking down upon the public in the seats below. And so I have tickets for that gig or those gigs to give away as well in a few minutes' time. But I just want to do a shout-out, um, and I'll do it in a second, but I just want to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way because I hear tell, little birdie tells me um, that Colm O'Sullivan's got a new job. The Red Patrollers, live on the streets of Cork. And I hear tell he's on the buses. I wonder what number bus he's driving. Uh, he's on line one. Morning, how are you? Good morning, sir. How are we doing? Uh, so, are you behind the wheel or would they let you anywhere near the inside of a bus? They wouldn't trust me behind the wheel of a bus, Neil. My goodness, not a hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wouldn't trust you behind the microphone, but that's for another day. Anyway, well, what is it today? Get away with that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Get away with that for now. Um, celebrating Customer Day at Bus Aaron and Parnell Place, right? What's going on? Loads of stuff going on down here, Neil. We're down here until 2 o'clock this afternoon, live with the Red FM Roadshow, and they have a whole load of stuff going on for their customer day. They've got loads of goodies, loads of freebies. They've got their whole bus errand team here giving out loads of freebies and loads of goodies. And we got our rep controllers here as well. we got loads of prizes. So we got one for all vouchers. We've got leap cards, bus errand vouchers, various things. And there's all sorts of giveaways and competitions going on down here. So if you're around, if you're getting the bus, if you're heading off somewhere, pop down and you might get your hands on some goodies. All right, my man. Have a good day. Day today. The weather's on your side as well, so make the most of it, all right? Absolutely. The sun is shining here, so it's all good. Cheers, my brother. Good luck to you. Colm O'Sullivan celebrating Bus Aaron's Customer Day at Parnell Place. Pop along and say hi. They got all the flags and the balloons and the bunting up and everything. One more shout out. I shared this on my social media platforms for a super person, Lorsy Lovey. Uh, well, Lorna Cronin, also known as Lorsy Lovey. Uh, she, want, she wants to get the word out about uh, a coffee club that's happening tomorrow um, because she wants to gather as many people. Why am I telling you? She can tell her herself. Anyway, Lorna, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Tomorrow morning, what will happen good. and why? So tomorrow morning in the Glownthorn Community Centre, it's 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, and it's just a general kind of meet-up for parents of children with autism. Mm. 
Um, my own son, Charlie, was diagnosed there last year. Um, obviously, we started the procedure in February 2020. And then, of course, in March 2020, the whole country locked down. So it was a long, drawn-out procedure. Isn't but, it um, such a fearful time for young families with children who have yeah. been diagnosed? Because you're fighting all the time, aren't you? Constantly. Constantly, constantly fighting. Yeah. But yeah. even when... Like, he's diagnosed a year now. And at the time when he was diagnosed... I tried to set up this club. It's on Facebook and Instagram, the Autism Buddy Club. And I think I did it kind of out of desperation because yeah. I had I didn't know anyone with autism. I, like, you'd often hear, you know, even on your show and stuff about autism. And, I'd fill a week, go, oh fill God, a week on awful. it. I mean, you heard recently when Dervla of um, Crystal Swing came on the air, the floodgates opened with people share. And, and a coffee right, morning yeah. is good because people get to chat about their own situation. That's right. Actually, Dervla as well. I met up with Dervla, actually. She's lovely. And Dervla's coming tomorrow as well. But um, you know, it's like that when you kind of meet other parents and share stories, you kind of feel, oh God, I'm not so alone kind of on my own because um, I know I found it very hard when Charlie was diagnosed and, you know, worrying about school places and getting services and things like that. It was awful. But I think a lot of it is kind of, um, it's just, I think, like I've gotten so many messages from parents, you know, saying that their child has just been diagnosed and they're lost and they don't know what to do. So I'm just trying to get people together, just very informal, come down, have a, a coffee, a biscuit. Actually, Carrie and Fitzpatrick's has very kindly given us a cake. Yeah, well that for doesn't surprise morning. me. Yeah, they're good. No, yeah, she's yeah. lovely. So, um, yeah, so it's a very informal, just have a chat. And, you know, maybe in the future, then if there's a, you know, I'm hoping maybe to try and organise kind of some social groups for the kids and stuff, because obviously it's very hard for them to make friends but, and stuff yeah. like that, you know, but and even for parents. There's well. an autism buddy club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I called it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to midday, coffee, that's bickies it. and cake, Glountown Community Centre, all families invited to come along, have a cuppa, or people with yeah. children on the autism spectrum, and just chat. Yeah, yeah, that's Good it. Good for you. Hope it goes well for you, Lorna. Brilliant. Happy to give Thanks you so much, Neil. All the best Thanks to you. Good luck. Good Bye-bye. luck. Good luck. Bye-bye. Take care. Lines will stay open on 0818104106. You can text 0868104106. But I have to say, I'm absolutely honoured to have him back in studio after a sellout run last time um, at the Everyman Palace Theatre, the captain of Cork Industry, Reggie. Morning, Reggie. Needlestock, how's it going? I'm very good. And so much to talk about, particularly with regards to yesterday's budget. Are you guys, the captains of Cork Industry, an awful lot better off now? No, not really, because it only benefits taxpayers. <laughs> and uh, I suppose the key thing for us, Neil, I, I, there's two planks, I suppose, so we're all about. We're all about maintaining the highest standards on side while paying zero tax and cheating on our wives. Right, so they're the two main And how's things. that going for you, Reg? Both of them are going really well. You'd be wrecked from it, Neil, though. Honestly. Honest Covering your tracks, be. like. Oh, listen. And hiding that. your phone, turning uh, off your GPS. For both bits of it, to keep away from the revenue and from your wife. Oh, you'd be like, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be wide awake. With it. They say the best place to hide is in open view. But you oh, seem yeah. to be doing that quite well. You know, I have, yeah. But I mean, it's, I, I suppose I live in a... You don't... You, you've never seen my house because I have a huge wall to keep the I try to look out. over it, but the electric, electric gates... Well, you just get all the knuckle draggers. Now, when I say electric gates, you get a shock off them, like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 10,000 10, volts to keep ah. you away. But you, the only way you'll see it, I suppose, is if you're taking off from Cork Airport, you know, there the planes bank right there. <laughs> and you look down. Almost everything you can see there, that's that's my place. Although, Neil, I'd say you're probably more a bank left man. Lanzarote, I suppose, is that. <laughs> oh, all day long. If it's all you can afford, Neil, if it's all you can afford, how bad? Costa Blanco recently, and it was fantastic. God, you must have come into a bit of money. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's cheaper up along there. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah, well, I wouldn't much about that. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, here we are again with another run and a sellout. And who'll be back? Bunty will be back and Ducky and Milky and Scobie yeah, well, and Jerry and... Yeah, Adam. well, Bunty's in the box. That's a theatre term, nearly. You've no clue what I'm talking about there. But Bunty's helping out in the box, so he's managing that aspect of it. And uh, 
I'd be looking for a nori. Like, there's always a nori. But I think what people might not understand is... be looking I'm, down on the noris. Well, obviously. I don't allow them any up in the balcony because the last thing <laughs> you want is a nori looking down on you, obviously. <laughs> now, no, there's a lot of nudity, Neil. I, I should be charging way more than 31 quid because I'm nude for half of it. You know, honest to God, I, I don't know why I didn't charge more. But I'd be giving, I'd be giving lessons to people, I suppose, on how to improve themselves. Neil, where are you from again yourself, Neil? Where was it born? Where, 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 yeah, where are you from? Yeah, originally. Blackpool. Yeah, you're trying to hide it with the old accent, Neil. And I'll be honest with you, you're not doing a great job. So we founded the Black Rock. Incidentally, it's one of the most, it's one of the pr- proudest parts of my life, actually, to be from Madden's buildings in Blackpool. But why are you disguising the accent? So, <laughs> speaking as if you're from the Road to Stone Road, which of course is my wife, Marjorie's from the Road to Stone Road. She married up. Um, so, yeah, I'd be familiar with a horrible place. <laughs> Wait, the Road to Stone Road or Blackpool? Oh, rotten. Well, both, really. I mean, both. You see, people go to me. Are, are you, do you live on the Rochestown Road? No. Are you, are, you know, have you got this thing of people in the Rochestown Road going, oh, you know, there's the right side and the wrong side Actually, of the Actually, I have road. to tell you, there's neither side because all the poshness is on the Black Rock Road. We know that, like. 100%. Because I see it from the top of the bus yeah. into their back garden. Oh, can you see him? <laughs> I left a word with my, with my um, facilities people, people like yourself gawping in oh, trying to have a Gary <laughs> you'd be an awful lot worse you could be living in the UK she's made a complete bags of it unbelievable isn't it I, I actually just said, I, did not a video, I did a video out this morning saying we're going to put a statue up to her as a Republican hero because it took Michael Collins years to you know <laughs> to, to wreck the to Great Britain but she did it in under a week <laughs> unbelievably quick <laughs> so we're inviting her over and everything, Neil, uh, and we're going to pay all her expenses because she, she probably hardly can afford a bag of chips now with Sterling. They're absolutely. You can't afford anything. I mean, what the heck's going on? So there will be a statue to her on the old Blackrock Road. Yeah. Because she did to the UK. Well, she's well, a Republican here. You see, people like myself, Neil, you're probably doing me. You know, the Shinners will be in power here soon, right? Oh, chop it down. And you know, they're. You, you have actually, to cozy up to them now. You should change your name to Noel, actually, <laughs> just because they're going, to, they're going to take all your money, right? Well, you probably don't have much. And make you speak Irish, right? <laughs> So I'm closing up to them. I'm going to put up a statue to Republican heroes on the Black Rock Road. And of course, one of them is Liz Truss. You know, she did so much damage to Britain in one week. I saw I saw the video, actually. There's a funny line in it where you say, Chuck it or Liz. Yeah, she's coming over. I hope she comes over now. Again, you know, she won't be able to afford to buy anything. But will, will the likes of you and the captains of Cork Industry leg it? Or will you cozy up to Sinn Féin? Because they will come after your money, don't you know? They will, or have course, you hidden well, it overseas? I think, well, I mean, oh yeah, it's all in Jersey. Yeah, I mean, we don't, I mean, you don't have any cash, obviously, or anything like that. Um, we could go, I don't think we'll need to. I'm interested in what they've done in Dublin, where, you know, the, the posh people in South County Dublin. Yes. They all call their sons Faulkner and they make them play Gaelic football. That's right. Now, I think that's a horrible thing to do to a child. So I don't think we'll be going <laughs> what, down to call that. them Faulkner to both, make a... Both awful things to do. They should be on to the Irish Society for the prevention of cruelty to children for that kind of stuff, Neil. So uh, we won't be going that route, but we, we'll cozy up, all right. And, you know, Sinn Féin, most of them are posh anyway. Do you know that? <laughs> they are like, so the posh Shinner. So then we'll be all right. We were schooled half of them. <laughs> oh, man. Do you have a particularly favourite character, though, when you take to the stage I mean are well, any of them based on people that you actually know well I no I mean they're all real <laughs> I had an uncle I had an uncle actually I had an uncle Joe in fairness though no who, um, who a lot of it is based on an uncle of mine uh, who played rugby for Highfield Joe McDonald, and he's from around Bishopstown, so he yeah. oceans, obviously. <laughs> uh, but he was he was the fellow who, who introduced it's my first thing he ever said to me that I can remember is, I've been all around the world, Patrick, but you'll never get the lifestyle we've here in Cork. <laughs> and I think that sums up a particular it type of It sounds like a yachty out of Crosshaven there. Yeah, we'd look down on that kind of <laughs> yachts. I mean, yachts has gone fierce common. What? Did plumbers in a yacht now? Well, you have all these people down in Baltimore with the rubber dinghies going around as if they're so yachts. So what, what do you people now gravitate towards when you socialise? If well, it's not yachting in Crosshaven. I mean, Zuckerberg and people like that. You know, I mean, we're, we're in a totally different... 
I'd probably be going to the moon soon enough anyway, you know, because you don't want to be hanging around. Golf is gone. But why would you, I mean, you're on the Black Rock Road. I mean, you could go to the Leaping Salmon for a gorgeous pizza down to the Pier Head. You could well, hang my around. My gardener actually tells me all those places are quite good, but I wouldn't be seen. I, I actually can't, you can't really get in through to my place from there. I'd really, I'd usually get into a speedboat and head out. Martinique, have you been to Martinique? No, where is it? I don't know, it's on the Caribbean. I just get on the, the plane and suddenly I'm there. And they know. just take you. Yeah, I'm there. But uh, again, it's tax-free, the whole thing. So, but you know, none of your Costa Blanca, obviously. <laughs> you can imagine. Oh, man. You're going to have to come up with a whole new sketch routine now because... What did you do? 15 in the Everyman last time? We did 13 the last time. So it's the same show, but you see... We were saying, there's no way that he'll feel 13. You gave him the two fingers there. We did, yeah. Honestly, and you know, the, do you know who mainly came? The Norries. I thought it was North Cork or North Cork were banned, were they? No, yeah. Anything anything around Cantork or anything like that, no, we kept them out. But you still had busloads turning up. I mean, and you wouldn't look them in the eye in case you'd catch it, you know, in case it was contagious. But uh, no, no, we So all the Norries came to be abused, all the Norris, is it? Because you get in a, we, I, I, I don't want to give too much away, but um, I do need to get a Nori up on the stage of one part in the show. And my God, they'd be queuing up because there's a prize. Um, so like this, yeah, to be loads of Norries at it. You had a map. That's what was, right. What was the map about? I won't go into too many details, but Neil, <laughs> how can I put this? It's ridiculous at places like Mahan and Ballyfehan are on the south side. So we just have a little kind of software. We have a software fix. We're moving them. Yeah, it's over over up to the north side. But we move everything, Neil. I mean, why do I want to share a riverside with Bishopstown or Model Farm? But if you moved Mahan to the north side, you'd move the Matter Hospital. You'd moved all of the um, insurance companies that are down Thank in the mountains. Exactly. <laughs> you'd move all of the, 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 the um, solicitors' offices. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, I know the whole lot gone. The only thing left in the south side then is the Black Rock Road. Myself and Bunty Arrington, Sloppy Coppinger, Ducky, the lads. <laughs> you know, paradise, really, definition. But where would you shop? What? But I don't shop, Neil. Shop? Who shops? People in my side. you have to buy shoes and shirts. And but I have people who... I've I've people Porn who have shops people who do that for breakfast them. cereal and fresh you, food I've and veg. people who have people who do that for me, Neil. I've never been in a shop. God almighty, can you imagine? See me in the car park. What do you do? You provide them with a list or something? No, you wouldn't even do that, I'd say. They no, just go no. in and see what you need. They understand me. They understand me. Absolutely. <laughs> just right, have you seen Succession? Like that television show? I'm yeah. faster than them. Right? So I, I don't deal with any of that kind of stuff. I'm way above my kind of pay grade, as if oh, I have a pay grade. Man. Can I give away tickets? Please do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You mean I'll, they're fr- I can give them away for free? Like, or go on. Sure, it's not like any of the money. Yeah, go on. Sure, go on. Okay. I'll give away what? Like uh, 15 sets of two? Or take it easy now, Neil. <laughs> and I might be. <laughs> go on, give three, go on. I knew I, I softened two. your cough. Go on, go on. Forgot three me. sets of two. When are the gigs, Reg? It's starting in Or should Wednesday. say appearances. Uh, appearances. Wednesday to the 5th to Saturday the 8th. So it's four times next week. Okay, so tickets on sale now from Wednesday to Saturday, 5th to the 8th, nightly at 8 o'clock. You can book directly. Reggie's back on the north side. You're actually in a fucking north side theatre, you know that. I know, but I have shots and everything in case I get the nori flu or lopsy pa or the kind of stuff, the kind of diseases that the noris get. I'm cor- or you get a banger. Why would, people, why would people from the north side want to go in there just to I've be no insulted idea. by you? I don't know. I don't know I'm trying to understand it myself but they do in their thousands they roll down the hill they don't throw stuff at you no, no they, they don't throw we've, they we've don't throw kind of a wads of chester cake at you like no 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 exactly donkey's gudge you'll be ducking the donkey's gudge <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright so because um, there's a fear of nori flu is that what you said yeah or lopsy pa I, so I, you get this one shot now for people like myself nori flu lopsy pa the, run, the guns 
Right, the guns because you wouldn't know what you're eating. Uh, and the then, guns is that like the guns? Well, you could probably guess like the D word. Yeah, exactly. Right, <laughs> we don't like to say it in polite society. Not that this is polite society, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> and Nate, can much. I say by the way, Thank you're you in the script. You, <laughs> I are should hope so. Mentioned in it, and you get the biggest laugh of the night. And I'm saying it's. Are they laughing at me or laughing with me? You'll have to come along and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around next week. Will you put two tickets aside for me for Wednesday night? Yeah, of course I will. Because yeah. if you're going to mess up, you'll mess up on opening night and I want to be there. Well, I want to know where you are when I make the joke <laughs> about you. I'll be there. <laughs> All right, good. I'll be there. All right, Reggie, mind yourself between now and then. I will. Yeah, Thanks then. for popping in. Reggie and the gang, the captains of Cork Industry, back in the Everyman Wednesday to Saturday. We'll give away three sets of two now. So pick up the phone on 0818104106. And while we're doing that as well, can I open the phone lines for Mary Black? Uh, Mary Black would be more the, the more cultured appearance on Lee side this weekend. And she's in the Opera House. Never heard of her name. <laughs> Mary who? You don't, you don't play music, CDs, vinyl. My no? people who do this for me, Neil, they make the choice. I have my own Spotify. Oh man, Mary Black's at the, at the Opera House on Sunday, so we got tickets for that as well. And they're also available at the uh, Opera House box office. Before I love you and leave you, I've run out of time for now. But I had hoped at some stage this morning uh, to do giveaway for Alpine Skate Trail um, because you can go off. You go. You surely go skating, or skiing. as in as in uh, as in oh, ski, as in no no <laughs> as in skiing. Yeah. Snow, ice. I would again, but I, you wouldn't have heard where I go. Obviously, it doesn't appear in any map. Google Maps. I, I know the guys from Google, so they took it off the map. You can't find it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's up in the Alps, right? Stuff like that, and you, you skate down, yeah, you ski we, down the Alps. We would, yeah. It's okay. actually a country that you don't even. There's a, there's another country in the Alps people have never heard of. That's when I go to. <laughs> so you won't meet me there. Don't worry. In your Aldi so, ski gear. When people are up there, right? <laughs> Aldi ski gear. Oh, you go in for milk. You come out with Aldi ski gear <laughs> and on a cuckoo clock. <laughs> Thank you, cuckoo clocks and yodeling. <laughs> It sounds like my show on double speed. <laughs> can Reggie yodel? Oh, I cannot. <laughs> if you could, you wouldn't. Exactly. Okay. I'm out of time for now, but first thing in the morning, I'd encourage you guys now to practice your yodeling. We don't expect you to be professional yodeler um, like the guy there or professional messer like Reggie, but this kind of thing I suppose we do very well. So tomorrow we have tickets to give away for the Alpine Skate Trail. All right. Voted Cork's Best Tourism and Arts Events at the Cork Business Awards. Uh, you'd never go to the Business Awards, incidentally, would you? What was that? The Cork Business Awards. Oh, no, Award. they'd let anyone into that. Jeez, no way. We've our own ones. <laughs> Private ones. Yeah, exactly. For ourselves. Okay, so I'm out of time to do that today, but practice your yodeling and we'll have some fun with it tomorrow. Probably not as much fun as we've had with Reggie, but we're hoping. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.